everyone, and welcome to the Lightbringers podcast, episode 11 of season 2. Hope you are well and good, and that you are enjoying the first days of Pride Month awesomeness. I have some amazing guests with us today. We're going to be talking about episode 2 of Living Story re-release of awesome uh we're also be talking about the (laughs) legendary variants as well as general stuff that we bring up during the podcast which happens sometimes (laughs) and you can see the guests that we have today which obviously if you know it does happen sometimes i I thought you were gonna gonna sneeze i thought you were gonna sneeze (laughs) like that i was like you're right i'm gonna have to mute everyone (laughs) Is just being I, no, I was not until I that was a fake sneeze. I feel pretty good about that. I felt like it was convincing though. Sorry to everybody's ear. Ten out of ten acting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was quality work. Uh, let us know if it is also low volume wise, and I will turn things up because my settings got a little bit obliterated. So let us know if things are a bit pants. Okay, thanks. Oh, if you're listening not live, then you can't do that, obviously. <laughs> so, Please, tell us after the fact about yeah. what everything we should adjust. Yes. yes. <laughs> but if you have feedback for the show other than audio levels, then you are free to do that in the uh, comments below on YouTube or uh, in, you know, the great beyond. I don't know, uh, letters. You can't send them anywhere. <laughs> I mean, you can actually. I've got PO Box. We can send them to, you can send postcards and stuff. Oh, yeah. that, that's great. Old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Jebro, episode 51 had a little bit of an <laughs> audio issue. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't go, I only go there like once a month to pick it up. So it's like, you know, I might not get it for a while. I'm just like, oh yeah, I remember that one. I should probably get on that. And it's like two years later. Um, hello indeed. Yes, we have amazing guests. We have uh, Malcolmist, we have Rookery, and we also have uh, Fornax, the Crichton Herald here as well. It is also Malcolmist's first show as well. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome to have you. It's awesome. Thank you for having you. me. Oh my god, wow, look. There's a huge heart being held right now by, by Fornax. Welcome, that is, welcome. Is that a new one? Is that a new emote? Emoji. No, you can just see it because I took the desk off. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, the desk was the desk yeah. was covering your heart. There's probably something in that. Um, yeah. Well, that's nice. You need to change it for this month. It's going to be rainbows. So. Yes. You got to be rainbows. Do you have a pride emote? Fuck. <laughs> I was like, I was waiting to see you like bust out some beautiful rainbow. That's okay. It's all right. We got a whole month. We got a whole month. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that works. Hey. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty. It's getting that's, there. That's pretty close. That's that's a declaration. This is my coming out party. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't bring cake. I should. Have. Are you bringing oh, no. cake to those pies? Where's my toaster? Where is my toaster? I need more people to come out so I can get cake. Yes, if ArenaNet was really true allies, anytime one of us (laughs) came out publicly, they would send us a toaster that had rainbows on it. Okay, that's fine. ArenaNet, step up that game. Wow. (laughs) But then go retroactively and send it. Yes, we can all, we'll have, you know what, we'll all have our public coming out again. Right? (laughs) 
You know what the Send sad thing? You know the fat sad thing about this. I'm going to tell you a very sad story right now. Okay, this is sad. Oh no! I have okay. the uh, Guild Wars two toaster. I have one. Okay. All but... right. Well, we don't. No, need no, you no, to no, 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 no. I got this years ago, but the problem is, it's in the UK. <laughs> like this is. Oh, I got no. this years ago, like when they had a lot. And they had a lot at their office in, in England because they make it in Germany, I think. And, oh. like, it's there, but it's there with with my Krakatoric, with my um, Shatterer statue as well. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So back in the day, for Guild Wars 2, and I can tell you this now, I don't think, I don't think it's an NDA thing. I got paid, so as a shoutcaster for ESO, mm. I got paid professionally, but my first ever show I did... For which was at PAX East, the first big one. I didn't get paid, but they paid me <laughs> with a Shatterer statue, the Guild Wars <laughs> Shatterer statue, cool. which is like worth hundreds of like dollars, right? And I was just like, "This is better. <laughs> this is this is actually better." Like I didn't care because it was a free trip, you know. That's like a standard yeah. thing back then. Yeah. Like you know, the whole industry and like esports was still like sorting out. How do we pay people? What is this? Is this a thing we should do for free? No, it's not. Um, and, like, just saying that if you're out there, you don't get know your worth. Um, but like I was like, what? There's not many, and that's in the UK as well. Like all my cool stuff is. There. Oh, that sucks. I can imagine you like rocking up to try and pay your rent with this thing. <laughs> oh god, no! They take fake. the statue. Oh my god! <laughs> they take yeah. If they were a good I mean, or too fat, they probably would have taken it as like part probably. part payment. But you know, I mean, you can't get it anymore, can you? The only ones I know of, you can get on I think eBay. Yeah, yeah, eBay's got everything. Like people are just selling their souls on there. Mm. Mm-hmm. The stream is going to send you home for a really short vacation to go get that and then come back. <laughs> I mean, with fuel costs, like that flight is going to be expensive, man. And yeah. also, I don't know when I'm going to, but I will probably do that. I will bring a big box of stuff back uh, unless I stay there. Um, anyway, let's get on with the podcast and not talk about the fact that I have a shower statue back in the UK because <laughs> that's weird now. Um, Malcolmist. <laughs> It's been two weeks, okay? <laughs> We've not been here for two weeks. Um, so I will... I like how you say that as though that justifies any of this. And it's like, you're like, this isn't normal. It's just been two whole weeks, Jabro. It's true, actually. <laughs> I guess We know so. the truth here. We know the truth here. We have. Mi- I have missed you for two weeks. I've missed all of you. Malcolmist, I've yes. missed you my whole life. And I'm really Aww. glad that we get to meet now. Oh, and do this podcast. I've been waiting, you know? So I'm glad to see everyone. Oh, thank you. It is good to see you as well. I'm sorry. It's a little bit like a... Well, now it's awkward, Jebro. Now it feels weird. Now I feel, I feel so, weird. I feel so bad for the people who don't get to actually see this because <laughs> they just have no reference or anything. Because I feel, I feel like most of the podcast is about facial expressions. Uh, and I just, and especially with like Fornax as well, like literally, like you know, emoting. Um, uh, would host Jero for like six months in return for a shower statue, see, and a to- and a toaster. That's a year, yes. surely, it's six months each. Um, okay, so we have Malcolmist. Malcolmist, tell us about yourself. What do you do? Where you do it? Um, and sell yourself. And if you don't, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my name is Malcolmus. I'm a Guild Wars 2 streamer, um, as well as an artist. Um, I'm mainly on Twitch and, and Twitter. 
and uh yeah freelancer is it malcolmist uh m m a l c h e m i s t yes i broke and Did you just on Twitter. reach your mug over and then drop it straight on the floor? <laughs> oh, no, my mug is fine. It's my glasses. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's worse. Um, <laughs> no, nah, they're crappy oh, glasses. No. It's okay. Um, Malcolmist is an amazing artist and actually did our um, emote for uh, Tibble as well, which is very, very awesome. So that's on our channel as well as does the emotes for like, Rava, who's been on here, does their own, does some great... Just, just does awesome artwork. So Thank if you. you are, if you need emotes, I will put their contact info as well as their Twitch in the description yes. because commissions are open too. So. Yeah, there you go. There you Please go. support our friends who uh, do a lot of work and they come on here and I don't pay them uh, other than in sarcasm <laughs> and rudeness. So um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was under the assumption that I was getting a shatterer statue for doing this. <laughs> I thought I was going to get a toaster. <laughs> what does what does Fornex get? You can get this. You can get the little squashy. Oh yes, I love thing. that thing. <laughs> like, Fornex is, is getting the short end of the deal on that. I'm sure they're sick. you not beneficent? Yes. Yeah, what I get to stay up on a Friday stick? night. Yeah. It's a crocodile. Okay, wow. but if you compare the raw value of a toaster oh, okay. or a crocodile statue to a stress-squeaking quagget, there's like people <laughs> like just in the in the line, and you just give them all this stuff, and they're like, "Have the sacred quagget. It's very important." Um, <laughs> yeah, I got an even better. Oh yeah. god! Wait, 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 wait! Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, that's the. Oh, that's cool. Is that what? Uh, this one's. This one's made by Angel Rider. She knits oh, uh, little quaggins. You've got that one as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've got two of them, but this is the one that was closest to me. Yeah, yeah. Rick's got the ones as well. Look at that. Oh. This one, I actually, I have to say, I have to take a second. This one's really special because at the Iceberg Saga. Uh, uh, release event, the the announcement event that I got to hang out with you at Jeb. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Obi bought this for me and gave it. Oh, that's cute. So that's yeah. adorable. I hate Obi. I really want Obi's to go to I think I'm getting volunteered to go and collect your toaster for you right now in the chat. Oh yeah, you could do that actually. Do it. Uh, mm. I have to be honest. ArenaNet have sent me quite a few things, and I have put zero of them up in my house because oh, no. just no <laughs> is that mean that what do you mean just no no why I because mean, you think they're ugly because you don't put game stuff in your house because no, what's no. The... I like... it's just i don't like neon they've said oh. neon stuff and things like that and i'm like nah is that arena there or is that someone else <laughs> yeah, <they sent> <laughs> Etched glass. Um, um, oh, oh, the yeah, year anniversary thing. Sword things. thing. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That. Well, you don't have oh to put that up. God. You just put it in the corner. <laughs> I love that Harold's like, they sent me this special thing for being a partner for a year, and it's garbage. It's a piece of garbage. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> Look. Like, actually, oh, no. It's let me wait, wait, wait. I'll get it. I'll get if it. you want it, let me know in the chat. I will take it. Don't give it to chat. They still haven't sent me a one year. <laughs> I'll put it right on my shelves. Okay. 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 I can do 
that. I can do that. I can do that. Look, I bought the collector's edition of Guild Wars when it launched, and Ritlock is in the garden. He's like he's like he's guarding the garden. the garden. He's like outside. So Oh my god. <laughs> I've got like an I've got a, an R2D2 and some like proper like expensive statuey type stuff from pop culture. I'm I'm just I'm just a fussy bitch is what <laughs> is the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, my relock is like right behind me. I don't, I don't know if you guys can see him. I can't right get mine, yeah. I'm sorry. He's so nice. I don't have the Ritlock, and I'm so sad. Aww. I came into the game after that was a whole thing. So oh, I might no. have spare ones. I just have actually. my. Well, I would I would feel awkward messaging like, "Hey." No, don't feel awkward about that. You want to give me a Ritlock? I've, I've done that with companies before. I've actually done that. I've been like, you know, with with Elder Scrolls partnership on the stream team. Ooh. I was like. Do you have any like artwork that you give to streamers and stuff? They're like, yeah, what do you want? I was like, what? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. I've got like four posts over there framed and they look amazing. Oh my God, okay. Yeah, of course. Oh if you do not oh ask God. in this world, you do not get. That is the you way got so it much is. Neck. No, God, Jesus. I, do. I, I spent 50% of my time apologizing for existing. Jesus, God. Oh, I do okay, that as fine. well. Carry on. But like sometimes you just, gotta, you just gotta be, you just gotta put yourself out there. Um, okay, anyway, let's start the podcast again. Sorry. <gasps> Malcolmist, <laughs> do please go and check them out. Awesome. Uh, Rookery, next. Tell yourself, do the things. Hello, how are you? No one knows who you are because you've never been there before. So, hi everybody. It's my first time ever on the Lightbringers podcast, and I'm very nervous. And I don't have a Ritlock statue, so I feel like I didn't have the secret cool person club item that I was required oh. for me to be here. So, I'm so sorry that I'm here with you today. I apologize, but I hope I'm good enough. And um, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube at Rookery, which is R O O K U R I. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Rookery underscore, okay. until I can pry just straight Rookery out of Twitter's hands. Um, so, yes, that's where I'm at. I play a lot of different MMOs. You all probably know this, but mostly Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2. Um, I do content for them and really just love talking about all the different facets of this game from role playing to end game content. Uh, that make it so wonderful and so great. So wherever I'm at, you'll usually find me doing that. Sweet home Alabama. Um, yes, please go and follow our friend Rickery. Rickery is awesome and is funny as hell. Has an awesome community. Please go and check them out. Otherwise, I will find you. <laughs> and I will send you links. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to do the whole taken thing, but it's not going to work. I need to change that. Um, and also same with Malcolmist as well community is awesome I'll try and hang out I lurk in people's streams a lot of the time uh, I do say hello and I talk for a little bit but I don't like to talk too much um, I like to lurk and just watch the streamer and be a be a viewer so uh, I do hang out in everyone's streams and watch their videos and stuff but they will never know unless I stop sometimes uh, when I can uh, okay secret lurker yay secret lurking is true um and last but certainly not least because fornax is definitely present who's <laughs> 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 amazing uh, and i enjoy having you here very much tell mm -hmm. us all the things and what you do when where you do it um i do stuff on youtube yep i make videos on youtube that's it Brighton Herald, anywhere, type it in, you'll find the stuff that I do. Hello. I'm here. 
Let's what, crack on, Are you playing with a pen? Is that what you're doing, currently? Oh, shit, yes. Look, I am, like, on the fucking ball this evening. I have, like, a notepad. I am ready to go down and get down with this shit tonight, um, honestly. You have a notepad? I do, yeah. right in front of me. What are you right writing down? Notes for the stream so that I can be engaged like a proper little podcaster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good on you. Yes, <laughs> I have that too. <laughs> that is said. a very small pad. <laughs> There's a lot of them. So. There is a lot. That's true. Make, it may make here. an entire sheet of paper. <laughs> <laughs> sticky notes are the dream, actually. Here, let me I... bring up the Google Docs real quick. <laughs> well, normally actually... I have a document, but I actually don't have one this time because I played actually, the episode I've... last night. <laughs> I've got visual proof. I have proof on my Twitter that I, that my I've got my just tweeted out my stream setup, and oh, there's a you? notepad in front of the keyboard where I press to make all the funny emotes happen. <laughs> okay, so. Oh wow! Look at your stream setup. Let me see this. Let me see. This oh is my god! Godlike. What? This is this amazing. Is beautiful. This looks yeah. like you're in flipping Africa or something. Like, what the hell? Oh wow! <laughs> I told you, my, I live in the jungle. No, I, I, this, I, I like plants. I'm, I'm a druid. I'm a secret. But look at the light in there, the, the box and the soft light and the monitor and the wow! Mm. You've used the keyboard to it's as your a, it's, trigger. It's a MIDI, so because, yeah, because yeah, of the yeah. nature of the program and the fixation with Windows, you have to use like a MIDI deck to do it, to do the triggers so that oh. I can have other things running. And I can do the whole things like this. That's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. That is yeah, that's cool. really awesome setup, actually, honestly. Thank you. You. Do have, you do have a book. That is true. Yes. Wow, yes. good on you. Thank you. <laughs> That is that is a really nice yeah that is great Aww. wow okay anyway yeah I'm super jealous right now uh, I live in Seattle it's great here <laughs> <laughs> it's very great um, okay so we're gonna talk about episode one so first of all this came out not this past Tuesday and please go and follow uh, Vornex aka the Grunt and Herald aka yeah, legendary it's fine it's fine and you should want help. to so yes. yes they did great work great art great videos lots of good stuff I really like uh, I, I like listening to the lore stuff the lore stuff is great as well as the fashion stuff I'm not gonna lie the fashion stuff I do enjoy very much when those new ones come out I'm there I don't know mm. if I've watched the latest one there or what the latest one is actually I might watch it now uh, although I should do the podcast. Um, okay, let's go. Mm. So, <laughs> episode, first of all, like, it's it's been very interesting replaying these because it brings up a lot of, a lot of memories from back, you know, back when. So, first of all, I'm, I'm, the question to, to Malcolmus, actually, is did you, did you play Guild Wars 2 from launch? Yes, I was part of the beta events. Okay. So. Ever okay. since, ever since the beginning, I didn't ask because I, I actually forgot to ask because I was like, <laughs> "Do I?" Oh, look, there's Rookery's channel. Um, <laughs> actually, hopefully, maybe that'll work. Ooh, let me see. I can get some gameplay going. Um, so obviously, we we know Rook started later, so it's going to be really interesting to see what you think specifically because there were so big, 
big, big, big parts in this episode. I completely forgot about everything. And I was just like, what? We're here? Oh, yeah, this is a fractal. And I was like, during my video, I was like, what is happening? And, I, and then I was like excusing myself i was like this is like eight years ago nine years ago man <laughs> what do you want me to do i started talking to myself in my video making excuses for why i didn't know where things were and i was trying to find things and i was I just am... like oh what is happening i am funny. genuinely so happy to hear you say that because we got into that instance um in the end and i've done the fractals same and even i was like is this new and everybody's like no rick it's literally the fractal they just put both the fractals together and i was like look at the bow yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. i just think it goes to show that having the context around this episode too having the context around the events that were happening why you're even there what the aetherblade hideout is how those two portions that were then like translated to fractals how they connected into something because honestly when i had played through the fractal independently before i had never really picked up on the pirate element of it because there's that fight at the end of it with all of the asura and the inquest so to me, I always thought of that fractal as, oh yeah, that one with the inquest. I didn't realize that it was actually a huge part of the Aetherblade hideout. Yeah, and the yeah. first time that like I played through it, I didn't really have the understanding of the connections between all these different factions and how Scarlet was bringing them together to work towards a goal. So for me, just playing it cold the very first time without anything else doing fractals, I... I I was like, oh, there's things called Aether Blades. Cool, whatever. I guess we're in a cave. Oh, the inquest. Like, I do that. <laughs> you know? That's a lot of emotions in, in one go, actually. Yeah. In one go. I actually kind of want to see. I'm actually getting the video keyed up. It's lagging a bit. But I want to see a reaction when you hit LA for the first time. Or old LA. Not the first time, because I'm pretty uh... sure you've done the story before. Um, but I just, I'm going to just pause it so we can talk first. Because we're getting, I want the reaction. Because uh, even my reaction to going back there is like, oh my god, Dragon Bash, because it was different. <laughs> um, yeah. So if it, so, I've just kind of gone right into it. So basically, if you are listening or watching, there is major spoilers if you've not played this episode. So it's season one, episode two, that is what we're talking about. Um, and it's basically called The Living World Return to... Um, and they're being re-released. There's five episodes total, right? Something like that. Um, I think it's five. Um, I think so. Something like that. And yeah, you're about right, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> four looks long. Um, and this, you know, we're going back to old Lion's Arch. Um, and obviously, you know, even people who haven't played the story, much the story before, probably, maybe, and even just walked around Lion's Arch, there's little bits that you can see that you couldn't see before, which is very cool. Um, and I was literally trying to break the game. I, like, after last night, I went back and I was, like, trying to get into the bank and stuff and back to where the, you know, the floor, forge was and everything. I was like, yeah, this is so cool because I miss mm -hmm. it. Um, and then I started talking in the episode and I was like, they should just bring it back. I was, I was talking to myself so much. I was like, they should really bring this back. Like, I want to see it. Like, what do you, what do you all think about going back to Lion's Arch? Like with, with you, Rucka specifically, like with your experience of the little bits you've seen of like the old Lion's Arch, do you like the design that was there? I'm, I'm very interested. I know it's not, it's got, it's, it, it's relevant. I think. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. No, I mean, I I honestly do. It's funny because I'd only ever seen the little snippets from the story instance, yeah. right? And in those moments, I was like, oh, it seems kind of ramshackle and yes. sort of the piratey. Yeah. And, you know, that was fine. I, you know, in the same kind of, I guess, way, because I just kind of accepted it and rolled with it because I didn't know anything else, right? You know, I was mm -hmm. like, I can see why I guess they would want to, like, build up a more polished Lion's Arch and something that shows, like, more, um, you know, I guess, advancement of development and, you know, things like that. Uh, but now going back in this episode, I have to say, even getting like this slightly different perspective, being able to see a little bit more, I had never really looked at the map when I had been in those old story instances. So even just like looking at the map, um, they have like the old Lion's Arch map up when you are yeah. in that version and you can pull it up. And so I was looking at all of that. And I have to say that like coming back to it now, having played through the game, having started to dive into the lore, having, you know, really started to break down a lot of different maps and all sorts of things. I do like Old Lion's Arch better. And I think the reason that for that... That was a good answer. Is... <laughs> <laughs> that was the correct answer, sorry. I knew there was no other option for me. Um, and I had to say this. No, so... if you did, if you did that, I, I'd totally get it. Totally. Um, no, but I think it shows more... It shows more detail and layering of lore, culture, yeah. the people who live there. It feels like it directly reflects and communicates the story, which Guild Wars 2 does so well when it's like peak form with its maps. I mean, you mm. should be able to, just by looking at a zone, get a sense of the people, the place, the time, the entities, the... And I feel like as I was going around that zone, more and more I was able to go like oh, maybe it's because, like, these, you know, pirate fleets or, like, all these people were on ships and then some of them crashed here or they, like, you know, uh, like, pushed them up onto the shore and then they were able to kind of piece them together. And I wonder if any of this had to do with, like, Zaitan and the Great Flood and all this stuff. And that, to <laughs> me, communicated far more of a story. And, like, even all the little details in, like, for Dragon's Bash, they have, you know, like, the little dragon-shaped sconces and all these different things that when I was thinking now about Lion's Arch, I just don't know if we see the same story we do in some areas there's like the mm. memorial to the destruction of lion's arch yeah. there you know there are little areas that have stuff like that there's that little row of buildings that's kind of homey and you know there's stuff in there and uh, residences you would assume mm -hmm. but it just doesn't feel as evocative of history and the people and culture that live mm. there i guess yeah <laughs> that's true lion's sure. arch does feel like everyone crashed there <laughs> the old one it feels like everyone if from the air from the sea from under the water as well it just feels like everyone kind of crashed there and they just were like well if everyone's gonna crash here we might as well make this literally like the pad where everyone comes to hang out we'll turn ships upside down and make yeah. uh, was, make the best of it there's a whole subterranean area as well in there so there's a subterranean area and i just it has so much more personality, so much more character. It feels yeah. lived in rather than, you know, homogenized, churned out concrete nightmare that we have now. Sorry, in it, really. <laughs> water world. Not water world, because yeah. water world was more rustic. But like, you know, Disney world with big yeah. shrimp things. With with giant crabs. Uh, what I would like is an NPC that you can talk to. And you can either be in old Lion's Arch or New Lion's Arch, and it's your choice. That'd be cool. I would like that. It would be cool. I'm not getting that. It would be work, that's yeah. Like. That's, that's a lot yeah. of work. Well, well, I do want to bring up one thing, because actually somebody from my community, Kasu, who 
I know is around another many terrible person. Communities. Yeah. Another terrible person. <laughs> um, Kasu had a thought because we are getting some sort of collection item from each of these episodes. And there was the thought that possibly at the end, there could be an item that was unlocked that was like a teleport to old lion's arch kind of item because the hmm. they're called like memories of the lion or something or like mem like it has some sort of reference in the collection to uh like lions and leonine imagery so i think that would be awesome and i've yeah. even heard some people like we were theorizing about this the day that i played it on stream first that if they were looking for a way to create a hub that could implement some of these new player things um, that we've seen with, like, uh, Seitong, right? Where we yeah. had that little new player training hub and all this stuff. If they had an old version of Lion's Arch that they brought back at the end of this series, and new players playing through the game would be in that up until the point where it gets mm. destroyed narratively, mm -hmm. and they would have, like, built into it that new training hub. They could even have information and additional information about other types of content that have been developed in the game. You would get that first strike mission. You would have, like, they could do this without having to go in and, like, overhaul all sorts of other parts of the game if they are developing a map for this season and that map would be this and it could be such a good gateway point from like that transition through into heart of thorns and masteries and everything else that the game would evolve into so i hope they do i don't know if they will because i don't know but it'd be amazing yeah I'd get i agree point. I mean, I would like them would to cool. so the old world maps, the, the, especially the ones where the Aetherblades. So in in the when you first you didn't play the first season, right? You you weren't right. So so there was just wave after wave after wave of content hitting us. It was actually quite exhausting just playing it. So God knows how they felt making it. I got burnt out to a frazzle trying to keep up. And but the the open world maps in the in the Shiver Peaks were constantly being attacked by fleets of Aetherblades. And I don't know why they don't have that on the maps now. I, I think that they should just be let the if they want to have maps stuck in a season or maps stuck in a story point, at least have it have something happening and at least give players a reason or max level players a reason to go back into the old maps and having these dynamic events and maybe stick a collection and achievements and titles and all sorts of McGubbins behind it to keep people coming back. That would be my they could, they could I, even do it to the maps. Yeah, they could also do it to the maps that uh, are affected still, like Kessex Hills, like the big tower. Yeah, no, I um, mean, yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. Like, that's a so, really, yeah. really good point. Yeah. I mean, Malcolmus, how did you feel about going back, like, to to Lion's Arch as well? What, what's your kind of opinion? We've kind of had a little bit. It was a lot of nostalgia for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was more nostalgia than anything because I, I remember. In fact, I think it was the it was the day that the second episode came out. And we were going through the the story instance, and it was like um, I remember going through and going th like on the bridges and stuff, and watching the waves crash against the the rock, which is really mm -hmm. cool. Um, I just remember back in the day thinking, "Oh my god, this is so cool! This is actually making me feel feel like I'm a pirate, or like I'm in a um, shipwreck cove or something like that." And yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. it made me feel like the story was part of the visual like the visuals were part of the narrative and it was it really set the the story really well um and i feel like with season one like we we don't get everything that we experienced back from 
2013 mm-hmm. because most of it was updated almost every week or every month and it was all just so uh rapid fire that we just we always had something to do but at the same time like we never got to do it again so that was that was kind of like the biggest grab i feel like everyone everyone pretty much had this was that you couldn't go back and redo it yeah. At the same time, it also gave us a um, a very interesting um, uh, experience because we all got to experience something live and something that changed the the atmosphere as it was happening, and it was permanent. Like you you would go back to Lion's Arch and everything was still on fire, or um, like in other games, it would just go back to where what it was normally. But in this game, it was still on fire. So yeah, um, it was. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I feel like it was it was really good, but at the same time I feel like I really wish they could have have some way of bringing that feeling back. But I know that's also really hard because it was also like spur of the moment uh, happening uh, as it was going. So it's 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 definitely difficult. Mm. <laughs> so but yeah, it's definitely nostalgic. Nice. Oh, what do you yeah, say? Oh, come to show someone. Oh, I was gonna say I feel like they've tried to make some efforts towards that right like so in this episode we did have the map that you go back to and they've put in some of those aether blade commanders and things that pop up um yeah so i i do feel like they're trying to kind of put it in but i also totally understand that you know um i mean as of right now this content and the story content right it is it's just kind of we are retouching on old stuff right and so unless they wanted to completely overhaul, you know, and add all these new layers to all these new maps and stuff like that, um, or all these old maps, I guess, technically, I can understand why they're focusing more on like, hey, all right, well, let's get the, the meat of the story out and then we'll do a little something on these different maps to bring back at least a touch of what happened in season one with some of those spontaneous events. Um, and then, you know, not developing a ton of other stuff around that that is like future content repeatable i log in and i'd be doing this every single day kind of thing yeah um because i have a feeling that we'll see more of that sort of design mentality with the actual next living season like as opposed to this one that's kind of the revisit but i also totally agree for next in that it would be nice to revitalize and give yes some additional new reasons to go visit those old maps especially as we look at steam release and we Mm. have hopefully a bunch of new players coming into the game it would be really nice to have something, even maybe just at the culmination of this season or, you know, something that pops up on maps that would give old players additional incentive to go back and be roaming the world for players to see. I agree. I mean, so it's, it's I think like the Kaka inversion of Lion's Arch, mm. right? That, that, that's vital to Kanak and Kanak's storyline and how he's introduced True. to the story. And I feel... They're not I doing mean, that, though, are they? They're just going to have that not. reflection. They've changed thing. it. Well, we don't know. They did say in an interview that they would be rewriting the introduction for those characters. So oh, okay. How how they're going to tie him in, I'm not sure. I was wondering, even in my playthrough, I was like, are they going to make him E? Are they going to, like, you know, make him be involved with something, you know, else? Is there going to be some crime or something that he's involved with in the city? It, but it would have to have that, like, rebel with a heart of gold kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I, yeah. I don't know how they're going to introduce him, they but they just did walk say into that... his nightclub. <laughs> Somewhere else. Like, he's just got a nightclub in, like, I don't know, uh... Canada Forest or something. 
where all the, where all the Savari are born. He is a complete pimp, isn't he? Yeah, he could just be there, like, like dancing. And he comes out and he's just got, like, you know, the legendary mace and he's got the disco ball and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I actually it would work. I think that would work. Yes. That's canon now. <laughs> that's like, that's the, we're there. So Kanak's story is so, like, deeply rooted into the law. He's right there. He's a second born. He's captured at the lab. He actually, his physicality changes. His internal trauma is, is, is displayed and it's external. I think that would be a fantastic, like if they wanted to do like a, 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 like an a side story where mm. you follow Kanek from his from from his from inception to now to see the evolution of the <laughs> character inception his... <laughs> sounds like a, a different kind of show to me <laughs> like, yeah. i mean i'm sure many people would be up for that and that's fine continue yeah. sorry <laughs> no no it's, 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 it's i mean we, we had mental health month and and it, it's such a interesting story of a person dealing with personal trauma and coming out the other end of it and and it's also Mm -hmm. about accepting who he is fundamentally he is a lovable rogue he has a darker side he embraces it and he controls it because he's embraced it right yeah he had all these darker impulses and a lot of fuck you in him after the shit that happened to him and people do that don't they 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 want to they want to they want to they want to see the world burn because they've been hurt and yeah, it, it takes a it takes a lot to kind of get back to no, I want to make the world a better place, mm. and I want to make some money, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, my that's thought true. anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I the rewriting would would be good. I, I it it does need to be done. I don't know. They've they've got the pool <laughs> thing where you go and see him, and like you know they've got a little bit. So I'm like, oh, they're going to take that out. It seems a bit weird. I don't know. But it's it's they can't get past the fact that it is, there is no connective tissue. Yeah. So we, ha- we had breadcrumbs leading us in. We had things happening in the world. If you think about like when, when Jormag was rising and we had those shamans coming and they were talking and there was, there was kind of like it grabbed your attention and it led you into the story mm. with breadcrumbs. And because there are no breadcrumbs, because there's nothing happening necessarily in the world that players can like latch onto, especially new players. It's just a bit like, oh, I've got this random letter from somebody that I don't know who it is, and now we're going to hear. And it, I mean, they're doing the best with a situation where they're having to retcon, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it's never going to be the same experience. You can't replicate it. No, I mean, I, I like that. I mean. It is Dragon Bash though. It's post like main story, right? So Dragon Bash, End of Dragons, and no End of Dragons, sorry, End of One yeah. Dragon, um, Dragon Bash. <laughs> so that makes sense. So I think with the first two episodes, like, that's okay. But now they kind of have to wait. I think that's the one thing for me where I'm like, they kind of still have to wait. And now we've got this latest expansion. It's still like there is time. I think it's one. Is it one episode a month at the moment? I think. It's not too so. bad. I think that's what yeah. we've been roughly getting, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's not too bad. And there is a lot in the game to do. So I think a lot of this, even with new players coming in now, it's going to be... I think Rook, what Rook said is pretty key to remember. This is this is feels like it's going to be leading up to the Steam release, right? Like, they're gonna, they, they need to... They can't launch on Steam until this is done. Like, it just needs to be yeah. done. It really mm. does. And even if yeah. it's just going to be like the episode comes out the week like of that release like even if that was a thing like that would have to be a thing um yeah and yeah 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 like fundamentally 
all of the weird holes that I felt in the story have already started to be filled as a player that never yeah, played absolutely. Living Season 1. Like, I could not believe the difference that just Episode 1 and 2 made. Having any idea of how I met any of these people and where they started as a character, I am so curious if new players coming into the game are going to, after playing through Living Season 1 in all of this, even have a more favorable opinion of Bram than much of the rest of our community. Granted, he got his rough times, but, you know, mm -hmm. I I have to say that even I have done massive reevaluating of him as a character. We saw you do Dude. that here. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, I mean, I got really, I got emotional about that mm. dumb idiot potato man. I got really, really emotional about yeah. him. It's because his head looks like a potato. That's why I call him that during his awkward, bald, shaved face. He he did not pull it off hey well. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Look. He was very round. Like, he you looks like pull it off. Thank you. Other people pull it off. The undercut, yeah. Malcolmist pulling it off. Yeah. Graham did not pull it off. No, <laughs> it was, it was very, on his head. His head was very round. Yeah, it, I just, it just didn't look good on him. Right. Um, but that was the least of his problems, to be honest. So, like, so what happens when you get this... angry, Rook? Okay, you shave your head. I know. I'm just right. angry to... all the time. <laughs> I mean, look, you have to have your dramatic, um, you know, character arc. Like, yeah. I'm in my wandering phase and I cut my hair dramatically moment. Like, Mulan, like Zuko, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Like, yeah. you know, it's a whole thing, you know? It makes sense. Um, but I, I have to say that even seeing that, even actually seeing just... Jory and Kaz, I yeah. I was yeah. so excited because I had no idea in End of Dragons. I mean, I knew this because I had had to research it for stuff like the story summaries. But from everything that I had played in the game, minus some of the mentions, I had no idea who in the hell Jory was. Like, I was like, oh, she's Kaz's <laughs> girlfriend. That's all I know. And she's a necromancer. <laughs> and then in End of Dragon, she's like, I had a detective agency. And I was like, what? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's when I remembered. <laughs> like, I completely forgot. And when we went mm -hmm. back to the pub, like, in this, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This is where it all started. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, Ellen. And then I was like, oh, yeah, the voting. And Evan Ash. Oh, here we go. And then uh, one the I hope they have what, the election again. Well they will. It's gonna be part of it for sure. Absolutely. Oh, I, hope so. I mean the thing yeah. is they won't have the live event, right? I mean we're not gonna yeah. spoil it for, for people, but it they won't they won't do the live event because they can't because it's already decided. But that True. was a really great initiative. We have talked about it while we're being here, so they're not completely devoid of what we're talking about. So basically if you don't know what uh happened in season one, there was a it was a vote it was mayor, or was it mayor or was it I can't remember whatever they called it. I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it, it was basically it? the leader of like Lion's um, Arch, right? It's the yeah. commander of the ship's council? Something the captain like of the so. ship's council? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Something Captain's like that. Captain's council. Thank you. <laughs> Captain's yeah. council. Um, and I was always just like, meh. I don't know why. But like, you could basically <laughs> vote for vote for Evan Nashblade or Fingermajig um, in the story, in, in the episode we just played. And you would get different um there was fractals based on that there was also different rewards there was like waypoint costs reduced or um repair costs completely cut or reduced or something like that at the time i can't remember what it was mm -hmm. but um 
yeah and you could walk around and you'd get these little coins and you could you could vote but then you'd get these little items and you could run around and literally when you cl double click this coin you would have like the representative pop up on the right or left hand side you'd have like ellen kill or, or like evan nash played like either on one of your sides like and you would just have this little image of them it's just really, i've still got those coins I got like seven. There were also flags, wasn't there? Little banners you got. Yeah, 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 yeah. There were banners. There were loads of little bits and pieces. So it was it was very cool, but it was a different time, and it was a time where I think Guild Wars Two had a really unique, good idea that just wasn't sustainable. It was so good though, um, and I'm really up good. for that mm. again. Bring it back. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I honestly feel like they could do something like that. Um, if they said, you know, like, during the release window of this new episode or something, there will be a choice, active players are able to take part in it, like, the choice will be made at the end of this episode, and then if they had kind of, like, laid the, you know, pipeline to then, I mean, because the thing is, is that some of these choices wouldn't even have to necessarily massively affect the actual cinematics or cutscenes or things that they would be working on in advance, right? Like, mm -hmm. so having more choices like this even in a living season during that free release window or something, where people could log in and then do this, and then the story would be set like that because of the choices the players made at the time and people could experience it coming through it again i think they could bring some of that back obviously not to the degree living season one had but in a way that would still give us little things here mm -hmm. or there during living season yeah, yeah none none of the cutscenes relating to these two characters and their and their battle had any referenced anything to do with the outside like uh, choices the players had so they could retcon anything they wanted into that if they wanted to yeah it'd be interesting mm. let's talk about the episode itself um i'm watching i'm just watching uh rook play it right now i'm gonna go back to your reaction you had a sparkly face i think <laughs> it was i'm gonna call it your sparkly face i did talk about you in my video when i was doing this pardon me um i was like i think i or i thought about you a lot when i went to the pub and i was like Oh, Rookery's going to know about this. Like, this is good. I wonder what they thought when they <laughs> when they went to the pub. Um, and I was like, oh, this is really sweet. This is really nice. It's pretty cool. Um, it is the Grand Herald, yes. Um, and Fornax, sorry. <laughs> and it was just it was just one of these. It was just all these little moments, kind of in a row, like consistently, because it wasn't just going to old to lion's arch you're going to blood tide coasts like blood tide coast was a big part of this you went to a lot of that map um which was pretty cool and actually remembering as well in lion's arch like we were talking about the aether bay, bay base was in lion's arch and i completely forgot like i, I completely <laughs> forgot it was there i was like it's oh yes in blood tide coast. i can't believe it i can't believe it. i can't oh, now i remember oh no i'm wrong <laughs> it wasn't there. <laughs> it wasn't there at all. It's in Lion's Arch. How do I? How do I even like forget about this? But this this is the thing about this Lion's Arch specifically. Like this is the Lion's Arch of, of Dragon's Bash. Like we're watching the video. I'm just watching um, Rook's footage because I can actually not get lag now, which is good. Um, and this is when Dragon Bash happens. So in the middle, you've got like the kind of a Sura dragon thing, which wasn't there. Because it was lions, obviously. <laughs> because it was lions, Arch. And you've got the like, you know, the look at the look at the background like, like they've got the flipping Asura gates and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I miss this yeah. so much. Oh shit, I've gone so far. Uh, was... There, there you go. So many memories. 
it was so nostalgic. Uh, yeah. So when I first started playing, I came over with my came over to Guild Wars with my role playing guild from Swotar, and we were in the oh, black, nice. uh, the, the Red Lion Syndicate. And I remember there's a there's like several bridges, uh, several ships stuck together, and you had to go across them, and it made a bridge. And yeah. I remember going around with my friends, getting like the, the vistas and the points of interest, and it was just it, it it was so nostalgic that I really because I played the 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 story before, and I apparently have a better memory than you, dude. Holy crap! Anyway, yeah. and <laughs> when it comes to my clients, like I can remember like the most random mm. thing they will tell me. But if you, anything sure. else, I'm just done. Like, I can't remember. I mm. just, I don't know why. It's weird. It's just... But yeah, I was like, I was just looking out know. at the city and I was like, oh my God, I miss this so much. It felt like, it felt like coming home. Like, you know, like visiting your, like your, like your parents' house or something. And it feels that place where you go home in your dreams. I don't know. Am I talking I know, about it? No, no, anyway. no. I know what you're talking no. about. Yeah, I, yeah. I can see it being enacted in, in Rook's video. Like the, the person you're playing with is probably, is like, wow. I, did they play it originally or are they just like investigating the place? Because it looks like they're trying to like get out of the map and stuff. And I, absolutely. Like, um, is that how you, is that how you felt as well, Malcolmist? Do you think, can you relate to what, what Harold's saying? There's like. It's very, it's, it's like, an, like, a lot of nostalgia for sure. I remember uh, going through all like the memories I had, and there was one in particular where we always had the AFK spot right in front of the bank. Yes, in front of like the gigantic <laughs> vault. Yeah, and we always yeah. AFK there, and there was a gigantic like group of people. And I remember constantly throwing like dance parties in front of that bank. Yes, and absolutely. we would do like huge dance lines, and then we would all do like the. <laughs> I even remember making like youtube videos back in the day for it it was so funny in fact i could probably bring one up um but uh it's just a lot of nostalgia and i feel like it's like almost like going home to a to to like your hometown that you haven't seen in forever there's a whole bunch of new buildings a whole bunch of new like development but you still know that it's still like the your old home so Mm -hmm. it definitely was nostalgic for sure the, the nice. first video that I ever made as a content creator, I made about the fall of Lion's Arch. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Very I've, first video. One, I, I have a video of Fight for LA. Is it Fight for LA? I can't remember what it was called back then. And it was, yeah, I think that was one of my first PVE videos. Because it was just PVE videos all the time. But what was it? What was it you did? Was it like when you say the fall? I don't, I'm not giving away too much, but like, what was it like the. It was so I'd played through the story, and it was when the city was in absolute ruins after oh. the, the incident, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because there were, oh, there were the stacks like the, the, for so long, there were like massive memorial boards and people mourning and people burying. And it was a full, proper, like role playing moment in the story. And it, and it went on for ages. And, and as, as, as parts of the city were rebuilt and changing, and then you had this like grand reopening, and everyone went, oh God, this is what they built because it was the consortium <laughs> and they're evil. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, you've just made me go and check my YouTube channel and I've got an entire old Lion's Arch tour. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is an hour gosh. long. It's an hour long. 
Oh, man. What? The historical archives. Right? No, I think this is because we knew it was going to get wrecked, and they were like, yeah, go and enjoy it now. Is that... Oh, wow. Yeah. That's epic. I can't believe I actually did that. It was was like, old lines aren't random question and answers. What the fuck? What's I doing, Ben? Then <laughs> <laughs> what was going on? Oh yeah, because I just I did everything like the pirate, tr- the pirate jump puzzle we did the other last episode. Yeah. Like because that's not changed. That's not new. That's been there since no. the beginning. Um, and Malcolm, sorry, we did an episode where we did uh, we took people. We went to our favorite places in the game because of the 50th episode, and one of my places was the jump puzzle in Lion's Arch, which has got the pirate themed stuff in it the jump puzzle i don't know if you've done it. it's got the pirate vendor at the end it's very cool it's one of my favorite places yeah. awesome anyway um that has not changed um damn i need to i need to watch that later um <laughs> but anyway i'm gonna get back to the episode damn there's so many good things um mm. it does it really does and there's some characters in here that are just my one of my favorite characters in this episode was easily what's his name the norn guy the big tall guy oh. the oh, oh my the God. pirate guy that's yeah. like magnus what's it? it's, it's magnus yeah he yeah. is he because he is the announcer in one of the announcers in pvp he also does a ton of the voices oh. in the game like he yeah. is like general like you know the guy in Elder Scrolls Skyrim who does all the voicing? <laughs> I feel like he's the guy for Guild Wars too. Like he does a lot. Um not the human voice, but he does a lot of the char- I think he does a lot of the char and the norn. Um yeah. but yeah, he I think he does the dragon bash announcer noises and stuff as well. But like he is just he's one cheeky mofo especially in the beginning and there's like some innuendo in there and i was just like oh man i feel like i don't know if they were ever i feel like they're still cheeky sometimes and they're very like underhanded with their with their humor as well it feels very simpsons like a lot of the time sometimes um and uh but yeah no i just enjoy that total player total player yes he's damn awesome this moment and like him announcing everything and this kickoff to Dragon Bash, what was so funny is that, I mean, I've been playing the game now for years and theoretically I get that Dragon Bash has been about, oh, we killed the dragons, yay! So like now we can celebrate. <laughs> but I was surprised when they first announced this because I was like, oh, I mean, I guess because my trend did the assassination at that seasonal event, yeah. that it would be important to show that. But it didn't actually really dawn on me until I was playing it that it was doubly important to actually show the impact of your actions in Tyria. And the fact that, like, Dragon Bash, the festival that we now celebrate every year in its modern iteration as we know it, came from our actions in this world was just so cool because I hadn't really thought about, like, while we accomplished this thing that people truly genuinely thought was impossible, like, so many of the people of Tyria thought, well, if they ever wake up again, I guess we're just going to have to deal with the fact that probably we'll all die because we don't think they're killable. (laughs) Mm. We have a lot of theories and we have a lot of groups that are trying to work towards this eventuality, but we don't have a way we know of to kill them. So the fact that Zaitan is killed at the end of the core game is this monumental thing that has these massive far-reaching implications. And I think you actually get a sense of that. Having this 
festival and seeing yep. that people like across you know everywhere and eventually you know it moves to Holbrook and things like that but that it was so monumental that literally a holiday was made in our modern world because of it and I really liked that and I really enjoyed seeing it here like I know that technically there are other connections to like dragon festivals and cantha and other things like that too but yeah at least this modern iteration of dragon bash as we know it um feels very much like it's rooted in the actual history and story of the game so yeah i was yeah. just gonna neckbeard i was gonna say yeah no it's it's a cantha <laughs> thing well they were celebrating the dragons because Wait, the only dragons that they neckbeard <laughs> i was i was gonna do my nerd alert thing um <laughs> It, so they celebrated the dress. They celebrated the dragons because the only ones they'd ever really run into was people like Kunavag. So they were positive influences on on their their lives because they're the most of the dragons that we encountered. They're actually they should be good, right? Um, so it's a bastardization of that. It's a bastardization of that after we've killed the Zaitan. So you're right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things this is a. I guess a kind of interesting little note. Um, when I had been working on my story recap for the pre-show, um, I had researched a lot of the stuff with Canthan and the Cantha Dragon Festival and the Celestial Dragons and the Ascendancy with Emperors and how all of that kind of played in. And I was like, oh, so then they kind of drew upon that in here. And um, it was one of the few things that this is me thinking, am I allowed to say? I think I am. I don't think it's a problem. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> but I um, ended up having to change that, interestingly enough, um, to sort of delineate them as two semi-separate things. That's all I'll say about it. Uh, but <laughs> um, what, in, in talking about it, uh, because as far as we knew, yeah, and lore and across the board, there had seemed to be a really strong connection with that. Um, but I think there is also something, yeah, to be said about how the modern era affected what we know as Dragon Bash and, like, specifically um, how the response to this moment in time caused it in at least uh, Tyria, as far as we know. So it's interesting. I think like it also kind of represents the actual world, to be, uh, too, because, like, I talked to a lot of people across the world and, like, while something might be bad in, like, say, let's say the U.S., other people that are across the world may not even know about it or even think about it in a, in a bad way. So it's like, it, I, guess, I guess it's kind of like the same way where um, one part of the world thinks that dragons are good and they're they're amazing. And then the other part of the world who is actually being destroyed by it um, have a different opinion on it. So it's it's kind of an interesting take on the actual like world, world and uh, interaction between each other. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. It feels like interiors are very much like a celebration, <laughs> like in specifically, um, yeah. which is, I was like, I felt bad for him. Um, <laughs> especially like, imagine if Orain is like, there's, a, there's like this festival and I wonder how they feel about it. I'm like, I do wonder that at times. I'm like, over the years, I've been like, there's, there's like a festival where we celebrate like, you know, destroying your brothers and sisters and, and now your mom. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, you know. yep. yeah, particularly haunting if you've listened to Suwan's bonus dialogue after yes. the final fate or the final meta. Uh, and now I'm just imagining like a bunch of children gathered around a, like a Primordis right. whacking <laughs> yes. the ever-living oh, ever no. daylights out of it while Sue Wobb's words echo in my head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, oh, no. it's pretty disturbing, right? <laughs> it's like, yep. 
I mean, maybe we should, you know, change this a bit. I, I mean, okay, <laughs> to be fair, though. Uh, the other dragons were noise, so it's fine. Well, no, but Malchemist, as you pointed out, um, I actually think it's a pretty true reflection of our world. I mean, yeah. think about yeah, how many really bizarre or terrible things in history ha are distilled into these gimmicky festivals or yeah. holidays or yeah. celebrations and like how yep. over time the way that those are celebrated can become so far removed from the actuality of like perhaps the experience of people involved so yeah, exactly. in many ways i mean i think guild wars 2 does this all the time where they're very tongue-in-cheek and there's a lot of stuff that's a little bit jokey a little bit funny like ha 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 isn't this hilarious they made all the dragons into pinatas and people set effigies <laughs> on fire like <laughs> And so, you know, it's kind of funny because it's like, it's a commentary about our world. But then when you think deeper about it, you're like, oh, it's a commentary about oh, our dark. world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they also do that too in a lot of other story points too. Like you can, you can kind of correlate what's going on in the game with what's going on in real life. If you, uh, there's like a lot of different connections you can make. And especially with uh, Ice Brood Saga, uh, with what was going on with the US uh, back then, it was, it was definitely connected in, in a way. Um, oh, yeah, it's, yeah it's really interesting how they do that honestly I wish I didn't connect with the story so much because I would love to live in a world where there isn't an existential threat looming over the horizon ready to like eat us alive and there's basically sweet FA we can do about it because the powers yeah. that be have their heads so far up their asses that like they're looking out of their own nostrils it's just yeah. you know yeah I wish I didn't relate to it too that much so. true <laughs> I mean, I need, the... I need to make an emote. Fuck my life. <laughs> well, it's so tough because I think in many ways, fantasy allows us that escapism, right? Yep. That in a world in which there are threats that are so great that um, the vast majority of people have no chance of facing them, we can rise up. We can rally together. We can make definitive, clear-cut change. We can fell the dragon. We can, you know, um, be the hero. We can stop this, you know, evil. It's one of those things where I think oftentimes games are an incredible device. And I know at some of the lowest times in my life, I felt the most empowered through games. When I yeah. felt like there was very little else that I could do, I could at least go to this world. And there I could act and see consequences i could act and see the immediate effects of those yeah. actions our own world is much more terrifying but i think the same lessons that we draw from games do still apply rallying for good causes um you know banding together with people who share a sentiment knowing that even if the odds seem bleak there is always a chance, if not in our lifetime, in other lifetimes, to do something that tips the balance in history. Um, yep. So it's it's so tough. I mean, I I have really, really felt that pressure these last few months, and I think in the last few weeks in particular, mm. just a breaking point myself. But that's why I think I love games so much, and Guild Wars Two does a great job with it. You know, like. Well, it's nice to be in an environment where the world makes sense. It makes this yeah. logical consistency and you can see reasoning. Whereas in the real world, well, what the fuck? Right. It, feel, it, it feels like some of our politicians have been lobotomized and they just didn't notice. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's the feeling that I'm getting. Anyway, yes, 
Fuck. I was uh, like, I needed to anyway. go and answer a phone call very quickly, but like, um, uh, we, we've gone into politics, apparently. Um, yeah, destruction, I mean, just bag, power, it, 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 is, it is kind of related. Um, so yeah. it's and okay. I, can I steer us into a different direction that's really sure. something that I wanted to highlight about this episode that I loved? Yes. Oh, fuck yes. Yes, go the detective agency film noir cutscene is yeah. one of the best yeah. things I've ever seen in this game, and I want to watch it 500 more times. Cutscene. It's so good. <gasps> yeah, see, that is where they... Yeah. Um, yes, the, the style of that was very good. Let me just find your bit, because I've got my bit, but... I've already seen myself. Uh, I think they did the 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 uh, detective thing. I think twice actually. The the one the season one, and then another one in season four, I believe, with bug in the system. That was also oh, kind of yeah. like uh, spy and agent. <laughs> and now you know why Jury speaks how she does because she is she is a detective at a noir film. It's brilliant. Yep. Yeah, it's awesome. She's a great character. She really she is. is. I- I feel like I love her so much more than ever before. Like, mm-hmm. I loved her and Kaz just because I liked their banter. I liked the way that they supported each other. I love LGBT representation in game. Like, to know, actually see characters that are in an active relationship and who are just, like, doing the things you do in a relationship, supporting one another through times of loss, through grief, through times of great celebration, through hardship, through trials, like... Just seeing that and having it just be a thing where it's like these two are together and they're with you and they're part of your companion cast. Like, I genuinely loved that. It's and very I normalized, kind of... it's, which yeah. is very, which is refreshing as hell. It's not yeah. like it's not like uh, wow, this is an, uh, this is this couple and they're completely doing something which is just you know new and <laughs> wow, what's happening? Oh my god, shock horror! What you know, this? it's just normal. It's just Have this is a relationship our... that is normal in the flipping world. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's, cool. it's not like every time you turn around in the games, like, have you seen our lesbians? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so it is so true. Yes, but is it like that? Do you not get sick of that? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm an ally of the community. I'm not like I'm not. I, I I'm just a oh cis white gendered man. But that pisses me off. I neither yeah. can't even imagine where it's like you know, hello and everyone, and this is our PvP game. We have all these characters, and look at our gay couple, and it's just well, like, you know what. I mean, it's funny yeah, come to on, me man. because I will Jeff, never be the last cool, representation representation no, like, is good but we're talking about yes. but yeah we're, so if anyone comes in and they just caught that that might have sounded really bad <laughs> but like we want that but we don't want it to be like it, it being normalized in the world makes yeah, it feel yeah. more yeah um, well, comforting is, I, I don't know the words so I'm trying yeah. to use <laughs> the thing is, is that I will never be somebody because you hear so much like Ugh, representation, forced representation. Yuck. I hate it when it's token and it's just a token to put into a game. Yeah. And the thing for me is never like I will never fault a company for trying. I'm like having representation, even if it is forced, is important, especially yes. if you are in a studio where it is apparently some impossible big brain thing to realize that people different from you exist. It's like, maybe you do need to force it so that anybody has to try (laughs) at all, bare minimum, you know? Mm -hmm. What to me is the real problem is when we see these bizarre brain leaps in writing where it's like, but they're... (laughs) 
two women, but they love each other? How do lesbians love each other? <laughs> I don't know. One of them must be man, so we'll make oh, woman, but man. What about if one of them has like a gimmick, like she loves pranks or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what absolutely destroys me because oh, I'm like. I'm so glad I know you. <laughs> <laughs> it just it kills me because it's like okay, if I sit down and role play, oh, and I'm like, how am I gonna write? two characters in love i'm like okay what is it like when i've ever loved another human being <laughs> and then i write right. that right. like what yeah, is it exactly. like to live with another person and then i write <laughs> that like yes there may be certain challenges that communities face that you yourself may not understand there may be certain per like persecution prejudice there may be certain nuances that you don't understand but when it comes down to it like the depiction of kaz and jory to me, right? It's like they are two people who are together. They clearly love each other. And the things they are going through are things that all characters are facing in this world. Mm -hmm. What it means to lose a loved one, what it means to face these challenges, what it means to be fighting against impossible odds, how you love and support someone through that. And that's what matters. But like all of this to say, I actually feel like I understand the core seeds of their personalities now because I didn't know why Jory talked like that. And even over the course of me voicing her in the episode for the live stream that we were doing, I was like, oh, how do I kind of differentiate her? And then I thought back to that cutscene and I went, oh my gosh, she's in a film noir. So I started, you know, doing the like, I'm on the beat and I'm doing yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Did you do the head movement all, as well? Did that help yes, specifically? Like, okay. It all started coming together in like her persona and then how Kaz contrasts her. So sorry, this has been a long ramble, but all of that to say, I feel like I actually have an understanding, not just of them as like a couple, but of as characters in the game now. So yeah. that's amazing, especially seeing what we have at the end coming full circle, coming back to that tavern that I had never stood, I'd never stood foot in until <laughs> the end of End of Dragons. Like maybe there's a story beat that takes you there. I don't know, but I never, I never knew I what it was so. or why it mattered. And now I do. And I felt it so much much more like just seeing that whole journey that they took um it's just more powerful for it i have to say i have been banging on about this for too many years now i have been requesting this and i've made so many videos just helping people to understand who they are with and their mm. stories and everything so that they feel a connection because you do you just arrive and then you're, the, you're just surrounded by these people and you have no fucking clue who are these who are these guys i mean i yeah. like your hair but who, who the fuck are you um, it's <laughs> but it's so it, it's, it's so fucking, it's i like so your important. hair <laughs> i like your priorities i i, I do yeah, i do yeah. respect you for that fashion was first but yeah, yeah no absolutely. It, it's, it's it's like rook right now in the game like in the footage we're watching like in turn mm. intense story reactions then mount skins mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> thanks rook uh, they look great uh, they are they are gorgeous oh my god that's too expensive i think something cool too about season one is how they wrapped it into season five have you guys noticed that like they they brought in the scarlet story into eod and then yeah kind of like wrapped it together in a, in a way that where it kind of it kind of came full circle yeah. where we started at the at the dead end and we ended at the dead end 
That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's and yeah. the, it was like that relationship kind of, and that being a detective and that and those themes like did actually yeah that's very true actually that is a very good point or how we, how we met marjorie and casimir and then at the very end of eod we get to see them propose their love to each other yeah, oh, that was really i was gonna say propose to get married because we we got that wrong me and Rook, me and Rook were, we got that wrong i refuse it's not wrong Apparently. i think they have i think they are married they just haven't celebrated yet that's yes. my stance we I'm see, we see sorry, your shades. I'm sorry. somebody who's wrong says what <laughs> <laughs> i will fight you for that <laughs> i think we need a pvp 1v1 arena and they're like like let's go best of seven and, uh, I, I, have, I have the reflexes of a dead sloth, so no, no, I can't do that. Wow. I actually hadn't even thought about the poetry of the name of that location until you were just talking, Malcolmist. Like, dead end, right? When we mm-hmm. get to this, like, granted, we kind of have a new horizon because, you know, we were able to take down Zaitan. But when you think about a lot of the themes of these characters, or, like, even ourselves at many points in the game, the idea that, like, the world felt like they had hit a dead end... Um, these characters felt like in many ways that they were disempowered or it hit a dead end that there is this like gathering place where all of these people who believe that like you know well we might as uh, well all go here and drink i guess like because (laughs) who knows like to then have that be the setting of such a moment of hope and like new futures and new horizons and overcoming um this dead end that the world was facing and you know forging a new future um and then literally having that with like the definite marriage that happened in the wedding that occurred there Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's so powerful and you lose that nuance if you never got to play this so i'm really glad that it's back in the game and it was really fun to get to see it we are currently watching Rook still in Lion's Watch. You really are looking. <laughs> like, then we open the map and everything's good. Like, that's the thing. And I think I feel like a lot of people are going to do, do the same thing, honestly. Hang on. Are you wearing the same T-shirt? No, this is a different one. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the same outfit. You truly are a content creator. Is it the no, same it's t-shirt? different. This is a new t-shirt. They I didn't are- point that out. I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have done a great betrayal today in that both in this video and on this stream, I am wearing two different Final <laughs> Fantasy i'm wearing a valheim shirt so <laughs> i'll see myself out thank you all for having me on the podcast today yeah it is it is one what? of those things though i've done that before and i'm like i'm looking at footage and i'm like you're wearing exactly the same t-shirt there but like you just like wearing that that's your sunday t-shirt and that's your comfy t-shirt oh, that's my that's my comfy t-shirt yeah. You guys Sometimes. are dressed. I'm in my pajamas, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I'm nude. So I, I mean, you could be. I mean, that's up to you. That's your prerogative. Yep. I, I wouldn't want to scare <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in my naked. Oh, are they, they're like just, you know, very, very like, you know, Harry Potter. Uh, not Harry Potter, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, maybe not. No. Um, not anymore, sadly. Yeah, not anymore. No, they would have been cool. Yeah. Maybe like when we didn't know she yeah. was a complete arsehole. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> respect to all human yep. beings. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No. 
Um, hang on, hang, I have a button for this. There we go. There we go, people. Just yeah, yeah, yeah good stuff. Yeah, button. Correct. Right, <laughs> dead end pub. We're gonna go there. Um, we're gonna see your reaction. Actually, can I? Your audio. Something else too oh, about Marjorie have... and Casimir is that they're really grounded. Like we were talking about how how well they're written and stuff like that, and yeah. then you can you can see so much emotion and so much like um, relationship uh, between them. Like for instance, in season three, I remember this specifically when um, we have that part where I don't want to do any spoilers or anything because in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. Um, but basically, there we we just saw the bad guy for season three. And Casimir is freaking out, like freaking out completely. But Marjorie is always there, like behind her, trying to keep her uh, sane and trying to keep her, like, um, not from going crazy. Because she just literally saw, like, the most powerful being that she knew, and she's rightfully freaking out. And but you can you can tell that Marjorie's always going to be there, uh, backing her up. And I feel like. That that kind of writing is really 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 powerful. So. Mm. They they have a normal relationship. They have ups yeah. and downs. They fall out. They 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 had like a, a, a there was a like a, a thing that happened in the story, and one mm. of the characters felt like they'd let down the other one, and it affected them. And it was just yeah, it's just true. a real relationship. Well, the and end I like of this... that it isn't mary sue or perfect yeah. or hypersexualized or any of the stupid shit that they like yeah, to do yeah, yeah. Yeah. just two True. people who love each other who are who are flawed human beings like everyone yeah. else i mean and that's the end great. of this the end of this season specifically again not gonna say anything but the end of this <laughs> season that is highlighted again like it's highlighted yeah. actually very often which is good it's i mean i feel like it's the it's the love story of guild wars 2 right i mean i honestly i mean really isn't yeah. it? I mean, other than, you yeah, know, maybe fine. dragon stuff. I don't know what to say. Our, uh, our love for our dragon daughter, like a parental love, is like front and center, right? But yeah, 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 yeah. They, are a sta- they are the most stable, longest relationship in the game that we have. True. And it's, be- and it's beautiful. Okay, right. Well, I'm, I totally agree. And I thought, why not? Let's listen to. Uh, the little bit and we're gonna i'm not necessarily i'm not gonna impress you um i'm gonna just we'll listen to that i'm just hoping i'm not sure if you were quiet during this bit but it doesn't matter we'll get your reaction anyway i don't remember Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i can do mine but i'd rather get yours because i haven't seen it so (laughs) just the film noiry bit let's listen to this could have been just another dreary night in the same old smoky bar that siren song laying drunks and lonely hearts deeper into their sorrows. It could have been. But then, he walked in. Oh my gosh. The man with all the answers. No, he has no answers. Well, some of the answers. None of the time. Some of the time. Marjorie Delacroix. It suits you. It suits me just fine. I want to hire you. There's been a murder. Lion's Arch Counselor Theo Ashford is dead. (laughs) And I want to know who's responsible. This is awesome, by the way. This is so fun. Between you and me, Ashford's an old friend of the family. I want to make sure they find his killer. I see. And you don't trust the Lion Guard. Let's just say I'm hedging my bets. The pay's good. You in? How can I say no to Captain Lowe? No names. I 
was never here. Shut up. Maybe not. <laughs> Logan, you're not even in disguise. You nanny, you just walked in here in your what full you gear. <laughs> you know when you say this, I know he's lagging behind. I literally was the same. I was like, dude, how is no one going to notice that you're here? Like, you're flipping <laughs> Logan. Then you just came in with your, like, flashy gold armor and shit. Like, dude, seriously, man. How is how are people going to not notice that you're here? Like, no names. <laughs> Look, I'm starting to develop a fondness for him as, like, the Chad of Guild Wars 2. Yeah. That is, like... Logan's like, I must go undercover. So he just wears his actual armor that identifies him as a member. He doesn't even wear, he doesn't even wear oh, hats. Like, he doesn't wear a helmet or anything. Like, and his hair. He's, I know he he's the standard in. human. Yeah, he's just like, hey, yeah, I'm not Logan, Factory. <laughs> Here's some money. Do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, even with, with even with Destiny's there's a Destiny's Edge. I can't remember what, it's, yeah, what they're yeah, called, yeah. but basically, like it's the group. But he was always like gunning for the the queen, and he was like always trying to always trying to get him get into a spot where he could save the queen and be be there to be the macho man. Macho <laughs> <laughs> man. Like, he's just he's a simple, straightforward boy. Yep. <laughs> you know, simple motivations. <laughs> One brain cell. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Him, and, him and Bram are fighting for that one sometimes. Oh, <laughs> I at least, you know, I think Bram, Bram at least has something going on in there. He, yeah, you no, know, he, it, he might not always, he He's might not always like be able him. to put them together in the best, most conductive, like, or, you know, way, but he, he, he's got something kind of happening in there. Yeah. I really would not be surprised if you walked into a room and Logan was just sitting behind a desk, like. Facing the wall. Just staring at the wall, yeah. Just smiling. Yeah. You're like, buddy, what's going on? This brick is so nice. A little bit of drool just coming down his oh, cheek. Oh, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> he is the I standard love... white male in this, in this story. He really let, is. Let, let's be kind to white men, okay? Let's let's be kind to them, okay? They're, they're fragile. I mean, I am. <laughs> I know this. I know this. I know. I, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm there. It's, it's okay. It's fine. I understand. The femme fatale, like trope here, is just it's perfect. I love it. I love it. I love that this is like all framed. Like Jory is the detective, and Logan is the like beautiful woman that walks in off the street. Who's <laughs> like, I'm at a loss, and I don't know what to do. And Jory's like smoking a so cigarette. True. Like, like classic, like detective, like behind the desk kind of, you know, the the mm -hmm. washed out window or whatever it's called, and with their name mm -hmm. on the door and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's really well done. Um, fun fact, fun fact, my mum was a private investigator. Really? Oh, there you go. Yep. You've got a hat yep. as well, so, you know, mm. you can put that together. Did you just go, mm. Mm. <laughs> you like, no, mm. it... <laughs> Tip for anyone, yeah, no. it is deeply boring and very cold, so just think before you jump into that line of work, okay? And yes, if you if you think your husband is cheating on you, he probably is. Okay. Oh, but, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. For next. Oh my. <laughs> Some interesting <laughs> advice there. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to play the rest True. of this. Uh, and... 
witness uh, the awesomeness that is Rook Chats right like, now. I can ask you the same thing, mm. but really, I'm here because have you seen her? <laughs> she is everything, <laughs> and I am into it. What did Logan Thackeray want? Also, I think this is when they started evolving their cutscenes too. Like they went from the two heads talking to actual like um, interacting with the NPCs in person. I really like how they changed that. It's weird. It's weird though because I think though that scene there, I mean, was very very cool, and we haven't seen it that much that style. I know that could be more specific to the way they're trying to do the whole detective film laughing, but at the same time, it still feels like that sketchy still shot where part of the foreground moves and the background doesn't. And there's kind of that, mm-hmm. there's not animation, but you, you know, you probably know the name. <laughs> you probably both know the name of it being art, but like that they, kind they of sketchy. Do it, they probably do it to get a certain feel for yeah. the, the scene. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they wouldn't be able to get that if they were animating just them talking. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like like the so, standard kind of two people thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like the two people thing as well, though. At times, especially with the, ba- I think it was just the background art. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I think that was more <laughs> it was a lot of the time, and also just like having the two characters there. I don't know. I I get. I think I missed that a little bit. But it's kind. Of, but now, like you say, it just it's just in the world. But they've also transitioned it with like the mini cutscene. The, the cutscene is very good. Yeah. Um, I- I was going to say that, so they do something lovely with the cameras for for season one, where huh. they, they, it kind of clips, you run in to, to interact with the, the scene, and it clips, rolls around you, and then rolls the camera rolls around the, the talking characters, mm. so that it has a very cinematic feel. And I feel like the, the Final Fantasy fourteen does this superbly. They do so much with the with the fairly limited um, animation set that they have, and they, they use a lot of camera work. And I'm hopeful that going forward, because this was actually how it looked originally these kind of fancy cameras this was this isn't new this is this is how it looked originally and i'm hoping that they'll they'll get a bit more of that hybridity to it so it's your character it's your you're in the scene but you've also got a bit of dynamic camera to do a bit more storytelling with it yeah i I would like that that gets a that gets a thumbs up from me please more yeah that was fun the hybridity I don't know if I've ever heard anyone that, use that. That, that, that word, is but... not a word. That is not a word. <laughs> I mean, is it not a word? I, I, I think don't. It, is I, now. it could be. It could be. It could be. Maybe. I don't know. Reader? Maybe. Reader's here. Reader will find out. Hybridity. No, it's not. Sounds a word. good. We got the basic gist of what you meant. <laughs> yeah, it's the British <laughs> accent. You can say anything, and it sometimes. sounds okay. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes people do that. It's true. Um, it was nice to be here. Shall I tell you what does worry me? That in eight years, the pub has not changed. <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is just such a pub. This is so true. Like in English pubs, like specifically, they just look the same forever. Yeah. Unless they have a complete refurbishment, nothing changes. This is not, mm-hmm. nothing changes. Not even like the, the what are these things called that you put your cups on? Oh, God. These things. Coasters? Coasters, that's right. Even those, the like they're crusty, like cupboard, like cardboard yeah. ones, they've been there for years. Like the floor is sticky and horrible. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the floor gets more sticky. That's it. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. You know, they yeah, have to redecorate strange. when you actually like go in and you just can't move your feet anymore. Yeah. And you're like frozen. It's not even a joke. <laughs> not even a joke. There's a pub in Seattle that is literally, it's called the Jordan Dragon, I think. 
and it's literally like if I ever want to taste something, I just go in there and immediately I'm stuck at the entrance. I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I can't move forward. It's great. It's amazing. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, but yeah, no, it's true. Um, I didn't actually look at this book. Oh, the Help Wanted sign. I wonder if that that's going to be... That's new because they didn't have that back then. Obviously, they didn't have this system. We know... The person who put this system was part of putting the system. Spatline Chris, Chris, one of my good mates. He put the. He was one of the people that put that system in. So that's definitely new. Or maybe it was like a sign or something that was there before. I think I talked to him at this point, the bartender. I know t- at the end you could. Um, I didn't spend too much time. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go back to Bloodstained Coast. This is gonna be so cool. I just ran out. Um, so good job on like staying in there for a bit. Um, I did get. Now, after this section, I'm just trying to remember where we are now. So we're in the pub. Oh, we talked to the boring man. And then... <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> and then we go and try and find the clues, right? Or do we go back to Lion's Arch first? I can't remember. But basically, general gist of the story, person gets assassinated. We, there's no, we're talking about the episode. It doesn't matter if we talk about spoilers. Um... <laughs> person gets assassinated because we're in uh, old lion's arch during dragon bash we're trying to find who it, out who it was tons of the representatives have walked away and we're like gonna go and try and find them so it's like a quagga and a script um the coda and the uh, i think there's one more there's a silvari who's very edgy silvari. yes the yeah. silvari and the quagga yes so like the silvari who's very interesting and cares more about their fashion and not looking <laughs> and <laughs> trying to make sure they don't have an orange yellow hue around them or something i don't know it was quite funny um and just trying to find out who out of these people had basically assassinated this char um and there's mitrin sitting on on the on the stage the whole time and we're just like like everyone that knows is like oh <laughs> and then like everyone who doesn't know is i don't know what did you what did you think about that scene matron as not as someone who hasn't played it yet rook what was that bit like when you saw matron kind of sitting there on the stage and you already know what you know it's so tough because end of dragons you know like all the stuff that i had even learned beforehand about living season one and then having played end of dragons i mean it was no surprise you know even the fact that like they literally used the same hair and everything so i was like like the moment i was there i was like her her it's her she's the one she did it she did it that one that one did it (laughs) she's right there (laughs) but i mean I think they did try, right? Like, the way they wrote it, it does feel like you could maybe... Like, you know, some of the other characters might be a little more abrasive. She's also kind of seated, so she doesn't seem as prominent, and her head is down at the start, so she doesn't seem as noticeable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I I think they did what they could with something that, I mean, has been literally a plot point of this game for years now. (laughs) Like... It's not like anybody who's played Beyond wasn't going to know that she probably had something to do with this, unless they really, really, really had never looked into Mm. the story of Living Season 1 or, you know, I mean, it's mentioned several times that she murdered him and, uh, you know, even in End of Dragons. But again, you might miss that dialogue in the moment if you just don't understand. So, um, yeah, I, I... 
I felt fine about it. Um, it's kind of tough because it is a foregone conclusion. I love a good detective story. I grew up on Poirot. I grew up on like the old Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes. Like I love yeah. murder mysteries, murder she wrote. Like I, <laughs> I still have such a soft spot in my heart for them. So <laughs> I was hoping we'd get to actually do more of an investigation and have to like make a guess and you know um, uh, go yeah. into it that way. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it was still fun. I still liked the different characters. It was a good cast. Um, you know, there were still lots of good little devices and things, and it was memorable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we all knew. We all done Ben knew. We knew she was the one who did it. So. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember back then if we were surprised or if we even cared. That's <laughs> what so I'm trying to remember. I don't know if I cared who did it. I don't think I did at the time. I think I was just kind of like more blown because that happened and then you're like Aether Blades. So that it, was, it wasn't like, you know, I didn't care. I don't think I cared that the child, you know, the child guy died. Cool. I mean, like, you know, well, and that kind of sucked, we, we I guess, for no them. Idea. We had no idea. We had no idea of the connective tissue. We didn't know that yeah, this was like a, yeah, yeah. an inciting incident and it had underlying things with the dragon. We, we were just completely like, well, shit, that happened. Well, God damn. Okay. Yeah. And then. <laughs> yeah, Kruf was shocked, says in chat. And the nostril master <laughs> selling emotes of their nostrils online. By the way, the, the pictures she sh- uh, they shared on, on, Twitter, on Twitch, tw- no, Twitter, absolutely beautiful picture. She looks absolutely gorgeous, darling. You're beautiful. What, the nostril one? Proof. <laughs> no. What? No. What? No. No. Stop. I mean, I do think no. that Kruf's nostrils are no. beautiful. I do love that. I need to go and check this. I mean, no kink shame if nostrils are your thing, but, you know. <laughs> How would that work? How would that work? No. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Oh, that one. Okay, yes. I, of course, of course, of course. I remember when I was when I was streaming the episode, and I saw her sitting there uh, on the on the like the deck thing. I'm like, hee 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 hee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> yeah, I know your future. Oh dear. <laughs> Maybe it won't go that far. Um, which was, that, is a, that is a big one. Um, but yeah, I think you were using. That's right. We were using the. Uh, thing to detect stuff on people uh, which was weird um i remember that i remember it being very similar to the halloween detection device i remember them using that thing that mechanic a lot in in different parts of the story maybe it was just here as well but um yeah it was okay it wasn't like you know it wasn't yeah i don't know i think it was just all right i think there were parts of this episode where i was like you can see they picked up a theme of doing something and they rolled with it uh, like they have done in the future. So they do this thing where they give you a bunch of story, they give you some cutscenes, they take you, you're in LA, and then you're in Blood Tide Coast finding code again. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, we're doing this again? Like, that was annoying. And it's it's not that they need to fill it out somewhere. They have to. Um, yeah. But what I didn't realize is that in Blood Tide Coast, you could do any event to tick on the uh, progress bar. I didn't know that. I thought it was those little mini Aether Blade events. They kicked it over. So you've got that progress bar top right-hand corner to kick the story over. 
the doing any event give gave you like a one percent <laughs> like progress and like the Aether Blade events gave you like quarter of a bar or a third of the bars or you know it's just like trying to find events with other commanders during the night you've got me wandering around like where are the Aether Blade events and it's taking, it takes me like half an hour in the video to just be like what is going on and it felt a little bit disconnected and I couldn't find mm. a Linkeel when I needed to kick the met like the quest back over in Bloodtide Coast I was like what do I do here it's so <laughs> it weird if you do the clues too, that also progresses the bar uh, where you go and yeah. find all the different clues. I was so surprised that there isn't like a marker over Ellen's head when you come into the zone. That's so like I had to have. Thank you. <laughs> I had, well, did you, literally, did we all did. You had the trouble with this, Rick, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, did yeah, you? but like, Thank literally, you. chat told me. Chat told me go find Ellen, and I was like, she's here, and I like went over, and then she told me what was going on. And then I do agree with you, Jeb. I, I would have almost wished because, um, I mean, Fornax, you mentioned earlier the, like, assaults from the Aetherblades that were happening up in the mountains or something like that. Yeah. Like, even if they had said at this point, you know, there are various assaults happening in parts of the world. Check out blank, blank, or blank. And then, you know, we'd had, you know, this, the little code things that you could search for and put two and two together. I actually like the codes because I feel like the way they kind of innovate how different, like, spies would have left those codes and stuff. It feels like the intrigue is there, you know? Yeah, yeah, But yeah, I did yeah. have, That's I had the same problem where I yeah. was like, wait, hold on. Okay, uh... All right. Well, the Aetherblade, I guess I'll look for the Aetherblade commanders. And I got a few of them and then I couldn't find any more. And I was like, I ran around the map in circles and then I went to one of the events that was up, but the event was bugged and it would never complete. And so I wasted, I wasted like 25 minutes just there working on the event. Like, this is so weird. Why? did finish and then, <laughs> like, and then just thinking if i leave now it's gonna finish <laughs> like, yeah. is that doing that thing okay yeah i, so I don't know confusing. why they're so bad at this they're so bad at this it's yeah. I, it's it, i think it's a connect well, the idea is good but there's something missing there's it, it, it is honestly in this bit it is threatening there was just a marker missing above her head and there was a marker on the map in the south which was incorrect as well like yeah. it was that was broken and then it but then the the in the top right hand corner it was like do events to defend Tyria against like the Aetherblade invasion or whatever I'll be able to really win together but like it just felt like disconnected like it, there was because I would have just assumed it was about the Aetherblades like not just doing some random event with like centaurs at the northwest side of the map. Like, what's that got to do with anything? Like, no, why the they don't care what's going on, they're just trying to kill humans. Like, okay. <laughs> who cares? I don't know. So, if, if any arena net devs are, are watching, so this is this is my idea to how to solve uh -oh. this problem. Okay, <laughs> gigabrain kind of exclamation mark. Like, uh, right, so. You, you, you zone into the map, you're sent to talk to a lion guard, right? And the lion guard, it, when, you, when you go up to talk to them with a marker over their head so that people can see where it is, please, right? And then, right. boom, you have an Aether Blade attack. And then the lion guard tells you, you, you battle with them, they survive to the end, or they're, fa they're falling down dead, and they're saying, 
chase the Aether Blades across the map. And there you have, you have an inciting incident, you have in-story rather than text at the side of your screen telling you what you need to do and off you roll. And you could have a special like marker on the map or a green area or a blue circle telling you where, where they've been spotted. Or you could have like clues to, you know, the different lion guard trying to figure out what's going on because Ellen Keel is also um, undertaking an investigation at this point, right? So, boom, there you, there you have it. And it's in the map, it's in the world, and it's not just reading text. And it, my my problem is the game is so good, but 50% of it is inside your UI, like, hero tab. And they need, to, they need to break free their content and put it in the world so that it can be seen rather than, like, a tab game. It's, it's, it's I feel like we've annoying. had this conversation yeah. in nearly every single podcast, no matter who's on it. It, it, <laughs> it really... No, 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 don't, don't apologise. It's a very valid statement. I want to, you know, validate what you're saying. It's, we, I feel like we all think it. <laughs> Probably everyone in the yeah. chat does as well. Like, I mean, mm. so I think I really do think more people would understand and engage with the game more if they knew there was more that they could do outside of just you know navigating a really clunky ui i mean it is it just is and it's always been that way and they've tried their best to work around it but and i I think they're trying to they tried to do something very unique i i honestly feel like people there is a problem inherently with Guild Wars, and I'm going to go off the topic a little bit. It's okay, because um, we're just going by Rook's gameplay, and Rook's behind right now, so <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> you're probably talking about, I don't know, the... the, the bar. <laughs> that makes sense. Probably. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, you said it. I it's didn't. a very good topic. That's good. Yeah, it's a very good topic. It's fine. It's a fine topic. Um, but like that, that is, it's a good point. It, it, it's like, if, if you're in a game and you see things above people's heads and them emoji, you go, go to them and you click them and you do the thing. That is just the yeah. thing that happens. If you don't, don't see the thing, like you say, you don't know where to go and what to do. It's just the way the games are made. And it's just, it seems so stupid, but it's just the way it is. And I really like, I want people to be innovative. I want people to do different things. I like it when they do, but if it doesn't work, get them in the game a different way. So people stay for the reasons the game is already awesome for, because there's so many different things that they can do with the collections that are so good. The skins you can get, the stories you can uncover, the side stuff the cool random stuff you can get the you know you can put in your instant like loads of stuff and just like seeing it like i didn't even i don't know all of this stuff half the time half the time go for the mm. achievements i'm like it's like with these achievements right they could have really highlighted this so well you get these cool shades you get this cool like thing that aether blades like what what is it like a visor like that it's been in the game for so long and you have not been able to get it and i was like what <laughs> like if if i didn't know i that was with it until i looked for the achievements i clicked the achievement you sell the episode on that you know you get a new thingamajig you get 20 slot bag like if you play some of the shit like there's some really good stuff because they're locked yep. in the achievements you don't get to see that um, and you can see it in the story panel and you can see maybe like one of the items or something, but there's a real problem. It's almost like the marketing in their game 
it's like it's always, there's that question that like sell, telling you what to do in the game is a problem as well as in the outside world it really does yeah. translate in that way it's really odd but anyway i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get on my heart horse about this because we could talk about this forever <laughs> and we always do um but like you know i'm with you i'm i'm totally with you i mean it it does shock me that they don't highlight things, game, the awesomeness yeah. of their own game in the game a little bit more. Um, and I yeah. think I, I, something, yeah. someone that's actually been doing a good job at highlighting the good points of their game is um, a big World of Warcraft creator. He did another video recently. What's his name? Beer. Uh, I, I can't remember his name. That's He's English as well. <laughs> Bellular. Bellular. that's it that's oh. it i, I mean he yeah, sounded right yeah sorry to put you on that mate um, that's a world of warcraft stream, or it used to be world of warcraft streamer i don't think he plays it anymore he does everything now any of like all of the mmos now um he, he a couple of a couple of days ago he did a big review he's playing through guild wars 2 yeah. and he's mm -hmm. got he's just playing through the the, the living the, the first story so i keep telling him dude you're not even into the real game yet you, you just keep going keep going yeah. it's gonna, mm -hmm. it gets better yeah but he's, he's, he's enjoying he's it. it yeah he's he enjoying is. it yeah i think thing is i love that guild wars has completely like paradigm shifted all sorts of things but there are some things that they, you don't have to reinvent the wheel for everything they have these yeah. massive dynamic maps they have these massive world bosses they have so much wonderful stuff but sometimes especially p people coming out of other games you just need to like hit players over the head with hoy do this this is awesome you can get this oi <laughs> idiot do this pretend that bram is the player right and just like big no, neon Logan. signs for when we, yeah <laughs> but when we can do stuff slogan now you gotta yeah. change it we've changed from logan to from bram to logan now he's the Sorry. one who's gonna get abused yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one drooling into his conflicts right fine okay that's fine i can accept that I mean, wow. I think they both drool at some point so yeah probably at least one Combined. both of them <laughs> combo drooling um okay i'm glad you went People over to this rock. they do hobbies. they do drooling yeah. apparently is one um i <laughs> <laughs> don't know where we're going with this um, no shame here if drool is your thing you do you boo yes <laughs> but yeah i i totally agree other okay yes drooling sure yeah you do you boo do whatever you're gonna do i don't like you know whatever you're just a normal thing people do um as somebody who drools a lot in my sleep i have no leg to stand on sorry everybody if this oh, is a dark revelation are you, are you one of those people that drool and then they wake up to the pool as well oh, i, hate I high five you from from afar it's okay i do that <laughs> i do that as well you're not alone you're not you alone. are not alone it's true um it's yes <laughs> All of that aside, I agree with all the commentary about um, <laughs> the drooling. The drooling. <laughs> the end. Um, no, is like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> first no, I just ever. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> is this your first podcast ever? Yeah. Oh no. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's great. I love it. I love okay. it. I love it. <laughs> um, I agree with all the commentary about things like the quest markers and stuff like that. Um, I adore this game. I absolutely love it. I even love that it it lets us have these more free roam moments yeah. because there are very few games that do and that have like entire sections of the story that are just like, go explore the map, you dingle. We made it. Go do stuff on it. Do the yeah. things on it. 
Like that is that is one thing but, I like about uh, Guild Wars Two as well is because like if I'm playing World of Warcraft or like any other MMO, I feel like I'm led on with quests and like you you never you always get told where to go and what to do, um, and so you never really get to explore in depth uh, different areas of the map just because you're if you're just doing the quests you're not gonna do that. Yes, um, and. A lo- and but Guild Wars Two of... actually helps like us to explore and to and to do things around the map, and um, it also helps that there's a lot of really cool like different details they put in the in the map too that helps with that too. So I feel like I feel like Arnonet does a really good job at helping us um, realize that exploration is the key to the game. I agree. I was going to say. It... Oh, sorry. Ah! I'll go after you. I'll go after you. Round two. Let's go. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I was gonna say. So I'm I'm a, like a veteran WoW player. I I played right from the beginning, from 2005, six. Like I'm um, right there with you. Yeah. So you remember, right? The first mm-hmm. when you when the game first launched, there was fucking nothing. The, yeah. the, there was no map. Well, there was a map that you had to uncover. There were no quest markers. You quest. Uh, quest givers were marked but where you had to go what you had to do i remember it, there was like go find a dragon cave and it was somewhere in the middle of winter grasp and yeah. to do this massive dragon slayer i mean i've got like um uh the, the Anixia forge sword i mean i was like deep balls deep into world of warcraft sorry god oh my god i've just demonetized you um but what did you I, say I, I, nothing, <laughs> i didn't say anything nothing was nothing said. Said it out later so I I can't so it's it kind it's kind of strange that that they went from being a total exploration game with very like meandering localized stories to now this super like narratively focused led by the nose story going through and I feel like there's like a happy medium I feel like there's like a, a sweet spot that that some dev is going to find at some point. For sure. Yeah. There has to be. I mean, because the same thing kind of even happens in 14, right? So 11, which was 14's predecessor, was the complete opposite. Nothing was marked, including major important quest characters where you unlocked new classes or you you got gear to even wear as a character. Like, I have been playing a little bit of Eleven and watching some other stuff for the first time ever recently, and it is buck wild. Like, I told this story on a different podcast, but, like, I have to tell it again because it's wild to me. My partner had always dreamed of being a ranger in Eleven, and um, back when they used to play it, like, way, way back in the day, they never got there. And I don't blame them as a child, because what what human could ever figure this out without looking at a guide? Mm-hmm. They now as an adult went in and they were like, talk to this one person who looks like they have nothing to do with rangers ever and who kind of only tells you sort of a thing maybe hinting at rangers. Then go wander around a map, find a cave, just a cave that's unmarked. Stand in the cave. No quest marker, no text that's told you to do this. Stand in the cave. Wait for a tiger to show up. (laughs) If the tiger shows up and it's old, it will start to die. Wait 15 (laughs) real minutes for its health bar to deplete in real time. This is a real thing. (laughs) This is a real thing. This is a real thing. I thought you were joking. Okay. Continue, please. This is amazing. Stand in the cave. You can't kill the tiger because if you kill the tiger, you betrayed its soul. So you have to wait until its health bar depletes 
tiny fraction by tiny excruciating fraction all the way to the end. When the tiger is dead, go up to its body, which has no indicator that there's a thing on it that you can interact with, and then take the teeth that fall out of its skull. Then take those teeth to someone else who will tell you that the tiger entrusted you with its legacy and that you have a soul befitting of a ranger. <laughs> like, okay. So this is what... 14 was working with as a predecessor to quest style in 11 as a result after I mean, 1.0 final and fantasy else, did like basically <laughs> blow up when it launched so that's true. <laughs> it did destroy the entire so, world <laughs> so then 1.0 happened <laughs> that makes sense now 1.0 has to get blown up and restarted um <laughs> we get new design mentality coming in which is also why oh, i think we yeah. saw this shift in world of warcraft right mm -hmm. because players were so frustrated with these bizarre arcane systems that made no sense and that no human being would ever intuit because there was no text ever leading you on in the right yeah, direction yeah, yeah. or anything yeah. So, like, now in 14, <laughs> we have the complete opposite, where, honestly, it feels like many of the landscapes are just a backdrop for the location you have to walk to, click on a person, and then leave. Like, yeah. there's nothing mm -hmm. else that exists in there. Yeah. So, all of this to say, I do think, like, I appreciate that Guild Wars 2 has engaging open-world maps, but I also simultaneously agree with everybody in that I think really truly think that they need to do a better job of communicating these things to some degree yeah. even if it's literally that in a conversation you make it to that map the icons over that npc's head and then that npc in no uncertain terms very clearly says to you explore the map how do you do that great well here's a little thing about go here look at this look for dynamic events look at hearts look at whatever like because as it is it's so confusing like as a new player it took me so long to even realize that when i walked into an event i had to let my eyes gravitate to the right hand corner of the screen to get the details of the event that i was even trying to participate in like yeah. if i would talk to the heart vendor I had no idea. Like, sometimes yeah. they give you helpful information, but sometimes they don't. If they're your quest giver, you would assume that they would tell you exactly what to do. Like, there are worms in the hills up that way, so go kill them. As it is, as a new player, I was just like, You were a, a prospector in, like, America <laughs> during, during yes. the great, you know, movement towards the West? I mean, that's yes. what it sounds like you were doing. <laughs> and also, there were giant worms everywhere yeah that <laughs> yes, makes sense but it's so confusing sometimes even with hearts because there will be an objective that's like read the scans on the thing kill worms <laughs> you're like and you're like where are the worms what did worms do to you <laughs> i mean yeah. that's what i want to know <laughs> it's like every of, time it's a fucking worm <laughs> a lot of low-level hearts that involved on worms and i could never find where the end stupid of dragons there are. is also a worm heart as well, well yeah. in the dead in the bed you know i bet you hate that one as well <laughs> i do <laughs> because I would just never know. It's like they tell you one thing and another thing, but they don't actually tell you mm. at all where yeah. those things are That's in true. relation to one another. So there yeah. might be something that fills the heart that is like a whole league away from the yeah. actual mm. heart that you have no idea you're about. You're looking right? for when that mm. heart disappears, right? Yeah. Like you're like yeah. at the boundary. You're like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's the same in this zone. Like Fornax was pointing out, like, please yeah. just put some kind of marker that says like, this is a thing that's happening in the zone that counts for this, that I can visually see that. Um, the same with, and this is still a pet peeve and it still got me in this particular one. 
I truly hate this. Maybe this Ooh. is just me. <laughs> but I truly hate two things about instant structuring right now. One, that when they're trying to lead you to an instance, they put those green markers on every eligible gateway that could get you to yeah. an instance. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Like you don't have a waypoint system in the game. Yes. <laughs> It's like oh I God. run towards the green. I'm in a portal. The, the marker is nowhere in sight. I look around. Where do they want me to go? I take another portal. I'm so confused. Where am I? I finally realize that this is a trap I've fallen into a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. So I open up the map and there's the little star, but it's the exact same kind of green, whether it's that this is a portal that will take you there or this is the actual quest location. And then the other thing that drove me nuts and still drives me nuts <laughs> is that when you get into a story instance sometimes on top of you while you are talking to an npc yes, yes. you finish the dialogue and then a thing pops up and it's like do you want to leave the instance and you click it because you were just talking to an npc and then you leave the instance and you're like <laughs> i'll go stop thing again yeah you're like literally walking through the map and a thing pops up and you don't know what it is. And you're like, do I want to continue the instance? Yes. And then you leave and you're like, we are what? humans. We will click the what? OK button. Uh, <laughs> I We're just, all naughty clickers. We are all naughty clickers. We're all yeah. naughty clickers. I truly do not think you need those stupid things in there. I think you just, if you have the little exit, the duty thing right there in the corner, just draw players' attention to it or whatever so that they know how to just leave those instances yeah. if they need to at any point. Yeah. Because as a new player, I'd be going through those story instances and I'd be thinking they were asking me, like, do you want to go to the next zone? Do you want to do the next thing? Do you want to do that? And every time I'd click it and then people in chat would be like, you just left the instance again for the seventh time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that. It's, it, it, they're trying to create a fictive dream, right? Like the, the same that writers do. That is immersion breaking. You're trying to follow the story. You're trying to read the text. You're trying to do it all. And this thing is popping up and it is fucking annoying. Yeah, it's more of a yeah. system message, right? It's like yeah. it, take, it reminds you that you're in a, a space that can be exited pretty easily rather than yeah. just seeing that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's mm. audio. When you said the audio thing, I also thought you were going to start talking about, you know, how some of the NPCs audio just like copies over the other audio. And I was like, Oh no, I'm remembering yeah. that now as well. And there is, there is, <laughs> there is those problems. Um, I, sure. I, do you like the directionality by the way of the new audio? The, so you turn away and you can barely hear it and you turn towards them. It's very loud. Yeah. I find that annoying. Cause oh, the directional. I think it just depends. I think games go with that more nowadays, especially because most people are wearing headphones. Like they just go yeah. in the surround sound audio. So it brings more, it's supposed to be more immersive because you're facing that way, like you say. If you've got your speakers set up around the wrong way, that can really spin you out. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, oh no. <laughs> I like looking oh, at the scenery. Again. I mean, I mean, especially if I played through it like seven times, I'm like spinning around, and then yeah. the, the, it's so dramatic, though. It's like you can change it's that. like super loud. Can you? Oh Dude, my god! Just change how? Your stereo. What? To change it to stereo, the left and right so, channel. So to affects the directionality. So when I'm facing the character, it's does it not, affect that? I don't know. Actually, is it stereo? I mean, Guild Wars Two might be something else actually. Because stereo. Mm. No, might still be it i'd have to have a look but yeah. remind remind us at the end we'll have a look maybe someone else Sorry. Knows. 
No, no, no. It's another point. It's curmudgeon. You know, we, I'm, I'm being a curmudgeon. I am. We're starting to go on to features and stuff that we're upset about in the game. I think rather than the episode. But we can, you you we didn't can come make back. a comprehensive list of what we can talk about, so this is your fault. Yeah, this is all your fault, Jeff. It is actually. I dare you. Oh, look. The I was say, yeah, sorry. I think it is a good point though, because the fact that even now in a brand new release like this, mm. there is a major NPC that's unmarked is like it's a bit of oversight of of quest design and, and marking these kinds of things for players moving forward. So oh, like no. there's a much bigger kind of discussion to have about it. But um I mean when I figured out what to do in the zone, it was like, fine, here we go. But there are definitely some little stumbling blocks with some of this. And that probably would have been the only... <gasps> you did it. You went to the same place as I did. Sorry. I, I was like, <laughs> where did you go? Uh, you went to... After this bow in lines... Oh, sorry to interrupt. That's rude. Um, the, I think you did the same thing as I did. I'm just going to keep it going. Sorry, continue your point unless I completely interrupted and now you forgot Oh, no, I mean, I was just going to say that, like, I, I think they need to pay attention to those things. Um, mm. We've we've seen some slight blips as well with even, we haven't even talked about these yet, but we will, the legendary um, weapons and one of the weird little uh, quest zone prerequisite things that was making people lose their minds when it came to that stupid wizard. Um, or like <laughs> the fact that in this particular yeah. zone, um, you know, there was that one event that I was trying to finish that was just bugged and just like doesn't work. And of course, there are always things to like, if you encounter these things, obviously submit reports, let people yeah. like, let them know what the conditions were. Um, there will always be some little problems, but it does feel like if, you know, we're going back and we're doing these new episodes, they should probably take a quick look at that zone. They should probably take a quick look at those things um, and, you know, make sure like, okay, well, if we're going to have the events in here, how are the old events? Do we have bug reports on these? And maybe they did. I just, I don't know. But like, it did feel like that particular beat of this episode of the story was the one kind of rough spot. It felt like I kind of stumbled around and I was sort of trying to do stuff, but it didn't really feel related to what I was actually trying to do. And there's some events and some pirates, but they weren't Aether Blades. But then, like, so <laughs> it, this is maybe the one, the one strange spot for me in this episode. And I yeah. think it is a culmination of some of those design issues and little little problems there, you know? Mm. Well, I would say it. What I would say is, if this is a problem for us, I ran into this. If this, and we're veteran players, if someone is just coming off, brand new to the game, just played through the opening like personal story, and runs into this and, and get, gets lost, that's it's a problem. Frustrating. It is, that, that's I, a problem it is, that could kick somebody yes. out of the game, and then they're not buying the expansion, and we've just lost a, 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 a potential member of the community. I'm so just, they need, I'm they need sorry to, to say this, this out. but you're completely right. Like it, it really, yeah. really is. It is, comes out. it is that. It is that important. I think it, it is. really is. Like they, they have. I think the biggest problem, and we know that they're doing. They've written a blog post about how they're testing new player experiences. And they need to test it through this experience because this is new yeah. player stuff. This is, yeah. especially if they're like advertising as condescending that's coming into the game now, the people are going to start mm. picking this up. And if they get that disconnection, like you say, like, what is it on Steam? I've said this before. I'll try and look up the stat. But the average time that people take to leave a game is like 12 minutes or something stupid like that. Like, can you imagine yeah, that damn. being something that happens like... I mean, by that mm -hmm. time, you could agree, you could probably say that they're going to carry on because they just will because they're not they're part they're past twelve minutes. But like, it is enough to disconnection for them to get pissed. 
I got I mean, visibly like I was like I was pretty upset. I was like, where do I go? I felt I felt stupid. I yeah. genuinely I hate it when games make me feel stupid. I'm like yeah. I'm playing this to enjoy myself, and I feel really stupid right now. Like I'm not doing something right, and it's really basic. And I know that I can be a bit space cadet sometimes. Like I know that I am like that but not to this degree <laughs> like i am i am not seeing something there is something that is not here in this map and it's just pissing me off and it was just that one npc oh no you've you've paused in a really awkward position um sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry it, it was just because i was off the screen it was weird i don't know why it keeps doing that um i didn't do that on purpose <laughs> i'm gonna find the really awkward spot sure. where you're gonna be looking interesting right. um, it still looked it. amazing though so it, it, even with the face um <laughs> wow wow oh thank you Deborah. okay you took that as a compliment thank you <laughs> you're always amazing but i love how you did the exact same thing i did in this specific case where you were like you saw the marker on the map in Bloodside Coast. Wait a minute, where is it? Which is probably what we all did. You're like, did you zoom out? You're like, oh, where do I go? Oh no, there's the green marker saying I should go north when I shouldn't go north. Oh, <laughs> oh no, now we're here. And that's where the mission is. That's where the yeah. quest is. It's definitely yeah. there. <laughs> here and we go. I'm excited. <laughs> I did that like three times. I'm like, why does it Same. keep, why am I getting kicked out? What, what? I've been playing this game since beta. They have to. Yep. They have to sort this. They have to sort this. It's not yeah. good. Oh my god! It was, it was so Especially frustrating. Before Steam comes out, just I'm fix just it and... look at Rook's yes. face. I'm sorry. That's my face. That's the face yeah. I had. I was like, <laughs> yeah. had. Well, I just like even if they had just put the marker on where Ellen is standing, yeah. and then I had picked the waypoint nearest it and like started to be around there, like I probably would have seen her. But like. Or if they had just put Ellen at that, the nearest waypoint, so that the moment you waypoint in, there's Ellen, and you're like, hey, buddy. <laughs> but I, like, oh, God. I was so, I, yeah, I was very confused. I didn't, I didn't understand what oh was God, happening. Have her, have her as a companion following you so that she can, like, mark on the map, right, we're going to go here, we're going to... They have to make, from, from character creation right through to the point where they open their wallet and buy an expansion as smooth as a baby's ass. It has to be seamless. It has to be perfect. It has to be lubricated to within an inch right of its there, life. We? Okay. we are. Because, no, but it does. It, they have to want to... They have to want to... They have to understand the experience. They don't have to... They have to not feel frustrated by it mm. or not frustrated in a bad way rather than yeah. you know, intrigued yeah, and interested yeah, yeah. and challenged, right. but frustrated by a mechanic that seems to, I'm like, I was, I played this on the test realm and I logged off yeah. because I couldn't, I was in and out and oh, I'm really? like, no, fuck it. I'm going, I'm not, I'm, okay. I can't be asked with this. And I, I'll just play it in the, in, in the live game. I was just, that, that was. You're working how, out, you're like when it matters. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So no, they they really have to sort this stuff out. Yeah, I agree. Let's see if I can find my face. And <laughs> I was like, mm, I wonder how I was feeling about this. Uh, I kind of don't want to show it. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, hmm, do I need to see that? Let me see if I'm. Funny enough, to... was whenever I was dealing with that, I actually didn't know she existed until someone in Map Chat's like, yeah, she's at the beginning of the map. Go talk to her. 
Oh no! Oh damn! I'm, I really wish I was in your map then. <laughs> this is, I'm actually upset about that. The thing is, the thing is, I'm just looking right at them. That's the most oh, no. annoying thing. I just saw it. I'm like, look at my face. I'm just like, this is my when I'm annoyed, and I'm just like, I'm just like, where am I actually going now? <laughs> like I'm there. I'm, yeah. She's there. She's she's right she's there. Right. Well, it's, it's even you like mentally constipated. Oh God, you really do look <laughs> This is embarrassing. I just actually went past her again. And now I'm going south. No. I mean, it's so weird because it does say right, right uh, up there in the corner. Speak with Inspector Kiel. Yes. So why isn't she marked on the map? Like, yeah. I, I can only imagine this must have been an oversight. Like, there must be an issue where she's not marked. I don't understand why she wouldn't be. Like, it just doesn't make sense to but me. there's a marker um, in the south side of the map as well when you zoom out, which is weird, mm-hmm. which is where you went waypointed, which is where I waypointed. Mm-hmm. I even go into the thing and I'm like, yeah, speak to her. Where the f- is she? Yeah. <laughs> and I've just seen yeah. her like 10 times in the footage. I can't wait for people to comment on that. I mean, um, it's but, like, an oversight. <laughs> It is. It is all it is. Hopefully they'll just add it to the right thing. I'm gonna go look. I'm actually in Guild Wars 2 right now. I'll go see if there's actually a a marker yet. No, I played this last night, so it's not been fixed. Oh, okay, never mind. I played it like (laughs) you know, it was 12 hours ago ish. So um, never mind. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that the logic here is that like from the direction you would have been traveling from Lion's Arch, she is standing at the portal that you would be on the map. But again, this is something where we have waypoints so like unless someone for some reason has never been on this map and has to run there by foot like you know it's just it's just very weird to me it's just very strange to me um and like some people you know i see in chat obi says like i didn't have a problem with this and that's totally fair i think that's totally fine but the fact that i think all of us had this issue like yes being on stream does make it so that like your attention is divided between many different things but i mean like jeb you were just were you recording this last night I was yeah, on my like Jeff was just recording. Um, like I don't, I don't think it's something that I think people will miss. Oh <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People, I mean, is there anyone else in will... chat that can make us not feel stupid right now? Can <laughs> 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 please help us? Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree. And the reason we're harking on this, and it may not seem like such a big deal to many people, probably people that found it were just like, "What are you talking about?" The point is, if the, like, like I said, is if people are having this problem, this is a problem. And it should be yeah. something which should be fixed quite quickly, honestly. Because like people are still in the maps talking about this. Like, where do I go? What do I do? There's confusion. There are mentors in the map that are actually there just to help people because they're confused now because it's been a week and a half and people we still haven't got a fix for it. And it's just like, the story works. The whole thing works, but it's just broken. Yeah. <laughs> like that one thing, there's just not a marker there. And it need, it really does need to be there. Anyway, I'm going to continue. I'm going to pop us over because I think we might have harked on that for a while. I know, so it's getting quite late. Um, yeah. also we, we have, have to have that horse shot. to death. Yes, it is, it is dead. Yes. We need to talk about the legendary <laughs> as well. Um, but the story... Where, where are we here? The events, like, it was cool, it was fine. It was nice to see the A for Blades popping up. I had a problem trying to find the... I think there was a disconnection here for me somewhere. I think I couldn't find the code or it was in a boat or something. I was just... That was just a me moment, honestly. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was, took a while. I was just walking around and I started reminiscing about 
like world completion and i was like oh there's a vista there's an event and i was like oh damn i'm not actually doing the story anymore but like that's good <laughs> that's that's actually like a good part of the game that's cool um yeah. and then yeah this is where this is where can you see the bar in the top right hand corner if you're not if you're listening to this i'm showing footage i was there like and it was the just that last sliver a tiny oh. bit and I couldn't mm. find where to go, like, to help everyone else continue this event in this video. It's actually kind of embarrassing. Um, but, like, I tagged something, where, and I got the event done eventually in the end anyway. But people were kind of seen as me, just like, where do I go? Um, and then I ended up finishing this. So that was one event. But look at how much the bar had gone up. Like, like nothing. Mm. <laughs> just from doing these random events. You just yeah. felt really disconnected from this, what we were supposed to be doing, um, yeah. generally. So that felt a it bit also didn't really. It also didn't really tell us which events to do, did it? It just said do like, events in the zone. So technically, yeah. it was right. But also... Yeah. <laughs> it didn't really progress much. So it didn't really yeah. feel like yeah. you actually were getting anything from those doing those events. I don't know. Yeah. I think we've I think we've covered I mean yes I think that bit needs to be looked at for sure yeah. um, A for Blade uh, but, but now we're in the instance boom the instance, the instance was good um, fractal <laughs> stuff I was like I was literally going through it I was like yeah, this is the fractal isn't it Maybe. and then I was like trying to and then I was remembering this was going on YouTube uh, I and also I was like, noticed oh. that in the fractals they changed the dialogue from my trend did they? Um, they did go, to the voice actor and, yeah, if you, they're, the voice actor is different, um, and then the, the things that they say during the fight is completely different. Um, so it's in oh. the it's in the fractal. Wait, they mm-hmm. changed the fractal. Or they changed the story. They changed the fractal. Uh, okay, I have no idea. I don't do fractals much. <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> damn it! I mean, I said it before, but I'll say it again having the actual context of what this was yeah as i like watched it on your screen of the entire throughput of who we were chasing how these two connected the fact that they even were connected the fact that they were originally all one thing um the atmospherics in this i'm um, i guess mini dungeon this instance um just are so cool like and having yeah. the context of everything else there's that one part where you kind of like walk across I don't know, it's like a rocky ledge or something, and there's this light coming down and, like, the lantern hanging low and the water, like, rushing up and all these ships, and it's so, like, ghostly and haunting. And I just mm-hmm. loved it. And then seeing even that design and some of the way that their hideout is structured um, then even correlates to, like, the hideout that we see in End of Dragons that they've built yeah. and, like, has yeah. such a great callback to it. And then at the very end, if you go onto the ship, there is, like, a little bonus piece of lore, like a little tidbit um, of, like, a message, a letter that, oh, what's his name? The Norn, that's her... Uh... That's her second-in-command until we kill him. Horik. 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 Yeah. There's a note from Horik to Mytran, and he is... Oh, oh, it's just really good. And, like, he says something about, like, having seen a stray cat and how they maybe, you know, they could have it on the ship. He didn't think anybody would mind. He knows that Mai is, like, really <laughs> fond of them. And I, like, it was just such great little storytelling for things that tie in later. And to actually see it the way it was supposed to be made me 
just view this in a completely different way to the point where I said it earlier, but I really mean it. I thought this was totally new. I thought like I, I had to double take when I realized that it was actually the fractal in that final fight because it just hit so differently having the actual context of what was happening and how it fit mm-hmm. into Scarlet's War. So I really appreciated that. that. Cool. I would love if they would take some of those little moments like that tidbit with Horik. I know they're working on a lot of other stuff right now, but sometimes I feel like they hide really good character moments behind like little letters and things. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just like to see them in a cutscene or like see some dialogue that actually yeah. happens. Like I yeah. stand behind a door and I see them having this exchange because there's so much characterization in this game um, and so much detail and love that goes into it. But like, I think they're always a little bit nervous about being too heavy handed with the cinematics of the game. Um, but I think we really need more of that to get a better sense of certain characters. I mean, like I particularly think of, um, oh my gosh, my brain is so spacey right now. Uh, our new agender friend. Um, yeah. Um, Shit. I don't know you're talking about. I can't remember their name. Bollocks. In why can't I remember right the drums, now? Yeah, the we in, in, um, yeah. The engineer, engineer. Yeah. Uh, somebody in chat's gonna get shit. it. Somebody. We're all just it. like broken right now. <laughs> My brain is just completely gone. Yeah. Yow. Nice one. Like. Yeah, there we Yao go. was you. a character where I really feel like we needed some more character moments with with them, and um, there's a lot to learn about them if you like do some little supplemental stuff. But um, you know, so much that's there that we just don't get to actually like see in a way that most mm. players will just pick up on in the moment as they go through the story. You know, so yeah, I yeah, agree. it's true. I mean, I think a lot. Yeah. I, I, not knowing what those limitations are, I wonder if it's... I think cost is always a thing with the voiceovers, right? Yeah. Um, and then animations, but uh, I get what you mean. Like, you, you, they, there is something funny, you read it, and it almost feels like the UI thing we were talking about earlier. It's hidden away so much so that you don't get to witness this awesome little thing. Um, I think they do do that, and I, I, I'd like the reward of finding out about story and stuff like this sometimes. Because sometimes it's about like, oh, not many people know this. But at the same time, it, yeah, we've talked about it. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> but you're right. You're dead on. Yeah. I will. I will say. So at the end of End of Dragons, um, you you can have conversations with the people at uh, Arborstone, yeah. and I think that that's nice. I like that. They've, mm, they, they've yeah. been adding that. They, they've been adding that for a very long time. I just think that we need a little bit more. And if if the conversation can only be text based, so be it. But. Yeah, let us ha- let us have good. a like like ha- like let us have a little window into their souls as they interact yeah. with one another, like passing yeah. conversations. I like I really do like that. World That's of Warcraft good. has that. They they've got this um stay a while and listen, and you click it, and the characters move around and they have conversations with one another, and they're mm. talking about current events or or their personal lives, and then they will just wander back after where they were stood before, where it's it's quest givers in in the scene. But it just it gives so much life and it gives so much context, and I. Think think that if you want players to be um like invested in the story you have to you have to show them who these people are because if we yeah. don't know who they are how can we care for them i agree yeah very true what was it like going back and uh doing this fight malcolmist you enjoyed this little um, fight and see, we can see the it's sorry if when i say this fight um also audibly it is what's his name the asura um Frizz. inquest yeah, that's I think it. his name is Frizz. That's right. Um, I do fractals a lot. <laughs> oh, so for you, it's just like, um, oh, God. 
it was it was it was kind of surreal because it, it I knew how the fight would go. I know that I knew the dialogue from Dune Fractals a lot. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it was just it was surreal being able to see the beginning of where it originated all the way up yeah. to that boss. Mm-hmm. Because usually we only see like the only the the small section with the with the bombs in the in the uh, the cave. Yeah, and, like yeah, you start yeah. there and you go all the way up into this boss. You you mm-hmm. kill the ads and everything, and then that was it. But then you saw the context of why you're actually there. Um, and so when I remembered, because I I didn't actually remember this boss fight. I only remembered that like through fractals and stuff. But I do remember the the setup where we saw all the waves crashing and the the awesome lighting and all the kind of stuff like what uh, Rook was saying, and it's just I think that blew me away for the second time because I was sitting there just you could even watch it on stream where I was just sitting there looking at the at the waves like this is so cool, um, and I'm like I even com- commented how I also said that in in the season one when I first played it. Um, so it, it definitely made a huge impact on, uh, how I viewed story and stuff too. So, but I I really do love the way that they've wrapped the fractals in, in small ways, but like was able to still connect the story in some way. So, yeah, I completely forgot about everything. So I was like running through, I was like thinking, before oh yeah fractals cool this is and, oh, and, this yeah, is and like, then after the boss forget. like after you kill the boss and you go right up to my trend you kind of just you kind of just forget about that so yeah and this is when they brought them in like so they brought they brought fractals in really early into the game I completely forgot mm-hmm. about that ascended was a little bit later oh i can't remember if they brought ascended in um oh, okay um sorry i was just reading chat um but yeah no these parts weren't on in the fractal right they're not these but this part isn't in the fractal anyway there's a bits in between that we're revisiting i'm pretty sure anyway yeah it's mainly the bosses yeah it's mainly the bosses so this bit isn't and then you can find Um. the five books in this bit as well and you can just yeah whatever well, technically, um, technically, you can go around here because there, there, you have to go to an NPC to to buy the the books for the legendary back piece. So you have to go in this uh, area, but you don't see like the waves crashing. You don't see the story like setting. You just see that area. Right. Okay. Interesting. Can I can I answer the chat? Sure. So yeah, I've played Diablo. I I love so in Diablo, what they have is you can collect tomes as you play through the story, um, and then you click on the tome, and then as you're playing, it narrates it. So it it tells you the story, and mm. it, it's they've got fantastic voice acting. That whatever oh. you think of Blizzard as a company, um, Diablo is is a storming story and a storming game, and. Just don't play Diablo Immortal because yeah, you- <laughs> I've actually got that. I'm playing that on Sunday. I'm I'm like, oh, yeah, no. that's, we, we're gonna play you, it and we're gonna roast to. it. We're gonna you roast need to- it. No, the story is fantastic and the game looks fantastic. Just hammered nails into your wallet so you can't open it. I'm right? not gonna, yeah, I can't you- afford to do that. I'm a student at the end of a grad yeah. student. <laughs> They're not gonna let it's, me. <laughs> it's it's predatorily monetized to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. that's the problem but no I, I actually wasn't talking about that that's something that they actually guild wars did with the crystals uh for Aureen's sibling 
remember you took you clicked on the crystal you went you go to the site and then it narrated what was happening yeah yeah i actually hmm. i actually suggested that ages ago to add to be able to add more story have like a separate narrator so that when you you could collect books about the area oh. or and and then it can be narrated to you as you're adventuring through so it's a nice like commentary as you're going through so that would be this it, specifically in game at the moment. Um, I think they've, they've had this since the um, battle for battle for Azeroth or something mm. like that, which not a great expansion in terms of <laughs> oh, gearing. It was the, sto- <laughs> the story delivery was better. The, the in the like the 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 zone story was actually cohesive and interesting with interesting characters. They just completely fucked up their gear progression. They just put it through a grinder and just yeah, people were not happy. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a cluster- it was honestly it was a clusterfuck. And they and they um they 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 stopped. They used to have fantastic tier sets, so every time each raid would come up, and each class. <laughs> would have a, a, an individual tier set, which was great. And you can collect them and people do that. They just, that's all they do. They collect like uh, gear sets in the game. And then they, they, they just, they just burnt that and, and scattered the ashes across the community running naked through the fields. So that's fine. <laughs> you do, you know, burn your own house down. That's, you know, you do you boo. Cool. They, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Burn down that yeah, billion I dollar company. Wow, anymore, even though it was a beta or not beta, uh, vanilla. So, yeah. Oh, oh well. it was uh, okay. So, Rings and Back Islands were introduced with Lost the Lost Shores and were ever, originally available in Fractals of the Mist, November sixteenth, two thousand twelve. Uh, ascended. Thank you, reader, for the article bit. Um, amulets were introduced with Flame and Frost Prelude uh, January 2013 accessories were February 2013 weapons were introduced with Super Adventure Box were sent in in 2013 September wow oh damn so we actually waited for a whole year Almost. Yeah, no, over a year for the whole Ascended everything to come in. It was over a year to December the next year. Wow. I also know that changed the fractal system. Like, it used to be completely different from what it is now. Yeah. It's it's a completely different beast, the game, to what it was when it launched, and they had to, like, shift everything because... They really yeah. wanted that one-off kind of unique experience, never repeatable. And the community was like, nah, bro, nah, go back, go back. You fucked up. We want something <laughs> else. Yeah. Yeah. In game changes in development and the mindset of how things are structured, like it happens in every single MMO. Um, oh, yeah. You know, huge changes, small changes, things that, you know, people will not even remember, like um there will always be those because it's just the nature of how games evolve and how you know um player bases respond to them particularly in mmos right so it's just nice to actually see them go back and do what they can to try and smooth some of these transitions like this living season for all the critiques that we had about some of the markers and you know little things like that maybe the little thing i mentioned about dialogue or stuff you know Mm -hmm. honestly 
honestly, I have loved both episode one and two because it just so fundamentally has helped me bridge the gap in the important development, not only narratively, but in many other ways in this game, you know? I mean, we have yeah. these fractal versions of this. We have um, our content as it is now, and I'm really hoping that they continue to use this as, like, a window of opportunity. Um, even, like I was sort of mentioning earlier, if they decided to revamp Lion's Arch, the old Lion's Arch had a whole bunch of new helpful things for players and new players, like... <laughs> Whatever they decide to do and however they're revamping this new player experience, like now is yeah. definitely the time to be putting this in, getting people in, and then smoothing out as much of that, you know, those little bumps in the road where maybe it's more or less noticeable that over the years this has been super overhauled or this is, you know, yeah. um, totally different now so that it feels like one continuous experience for players that they understand, can build on, feel empowered in, and then can really engage with and enjoy fully without having to, like, constantly do the, wait for it. I swear, it's going to be really good. Wait for it. But yeah. you're going to get masteries. <laughs> wait for it. Yeah. Strikes are down the road. Wait for it. Like, you know, it's... Yeah. So I think that that's so important. And this season yeah. definitely feels like they are really making an effort to do that. And a lot of really good things have been put in with it and, you know, um, are being implemented into the game right now. That's, that's actually incredibly heartening to hear that you who didn't experience it are getting so much out of this new experience because it doesn't matter how well so like someone like me who's made countless like recaps and retelling the story of Scarlet and trying to give it as much granular detail as possible there is nothing like playing through it to be invested in it you you just you can't you can't simulate that no you need to have that personal experience which is why which is why they did it in the first place and they needed to yeah I'm going to push this. Want to... sorry. Oh, sorry. No, 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 was... go. Okay, go, go, go. You're going to make the last uh, point just... about this. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the thing I was going to say was that there was, there was a window that we... There was just like an empty space in the story. And I feel like it was a really good idea to bring back season one, mainly because we did have that window that nobody could see what was in. And so being able to, like Brooke said, bridge that gap and uh complete the story so that people didn't have to go to youtube to find the two hour long episode of <laughs> just watching what <laughs> happened um or just doing the recap it's really nice that they're going back and bridging that and making it so that that window is no longer uh black basically okay so. good point good point yeah exactly yeah exactly it's so important it's so important Okay, end of the end of the episode. We go back to the pub. We know that what's her name did the thing. <laughs> Matron, sorry, very British. That was <laughs> that was very English. What's her name did the thing, and uh, we're back in the pub. Cool. Logan is uh, is there, and this whole, <laughs> this is a really bad story <laughs> recap. But um, we know, and basically we know what's going on. And uh, obviously we know that there's going to be future adventures potentially in the future. It was a really, really good end to the story. The thing I really liked about being in the pub as well was the fact that, again, they did they did have the markers over the top of people's heads. They can continue talking to them. And then they had Ellen and um, Mar uh, Magnus talking. Um, and that is the start of putting her in for the captain uh, position. Yeah. And they, they talk about, you know, he, how he is the one who's put her forward and just makes these cheeky comments. Yeah. Um, and there's, uh, obviously, there's Marjorie's... Uh, there's, the, their stuff is just awesome. 
Um, I took screenshots a lot. <laughs> it's just like screenshots of people. Um, but yeah, does anyone else want to say anything about this part? I mean, it's just really about the end of the story, like how you felt overall. Was it good? Did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? I really liked the dialogue with, about the the election because it did it it cover or it doesn't really cover, but it, it kind of like uh, insinuates what could be coming for the future, like the the whole election thing and how. Yeah. Um, Ellen Keel and Evan Nashplate were head to head, and um, so it's a really cool way to insinuate that something is coming. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it reminded me as well. That was nice little touch. I did like that. Harold and Rook, you were happy. You were fine about it. That's good. Yes, yeah. cool. Yeah, good job. I loved. I loved it. Cool. I think <laughs> maybe episode one might have felt like it covered more ground and you know was maybe a little mm -hmm. bit bigger in scope for me um yeah. but i honestly think both episode one and two were well implemented and i'm so happy to have really gotten some time with the characters that we were much needed so 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 much needed time there um to get to know them and get to establish who they are in the overarching story so i think it was a great a great second episode cool all I'm going to say is I hope that we get a revote because I really want the Ab 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 Abaddon Fractal. Like oh, said. yeah, yeah, yeah. Please well, bring the Abaddon I, Fractal. I wonder about that. Yeah, I wonder if... if um, So the vote is... So it was, it was Evan Nashplay, wasn't it? Um, yes. Yeah. The other... the So if you don't know what we're talking about, um, people who are listening or watching uh, the stream live or on YouTube or, or wherever... Um, there was basically you'll find out what's going to happen because it, it must be put in there somewhere it's going to be interesting to see how that goes um, I'm assuming a new different because it wasn't in an instant so they can just replay redo that but they won't have the bit I don't think but basically we had to pick between two um, people who were nominated to be the captain of what was the thing called I can't remember Captain's Council Captain's Council, Council that's it well, after, the, after the murder which after was the whole murder. point exactly yeah. yes <laughs> and yeah. there so basically Ellen's been put forward as well as Evan Nashblade and uh, we got to vote as players who to put in uh, we got to basically the vote if whoever you voted for player wise like we would have got reduced waypoint costs and a specific fractal or repair costs and specific fractal and the abaddon one didn't get in everyone voted for ellen it was ellen right ellen got it ellen yes, did one yeah. right i was upset because yeah. evan is my friend uh <laughs> you know he went on to he passed his new i'm sure he's very happy in his new place um and yeah so it would be interesting to see because i'm wondering whether or not they ever got anywhere with production on that abaddon on that fractal sure. and if this sure is the time so because that would be really cool if they're going to do it now if they were going to do it any time then this is the perfect time this is this is the time to do it but they've got too much, they've got so much other stuff going on but it would really it, be awesome here's a question flash to bang how long did it take for them to introduce the the new fractal because that will tell you whether they had both of them lined up right no idea. I mean, the fractals. I mean, frac that first fractal was based off an instance that it already had in the game. They're already planning to do ah. anyway, so it was like a, yeah. it was like a thing. They're recycling content right now, aren't they? To which is the best idea, really, honestly. Like for production time, <laughs> just recycle yeah. stuff. With a badden, it's got to be completely brand new. So mm -hmm. it's this very it different process, right? 
if we're in the if we're in the zone of daddy i want a pony i would love them <laughs> to use the fractals sorry i would love them to use the fractals to explore the the, the character's past stuff that we haven't seen so like yeah. for example um, what how 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 jury became a detective in the first place so she was in the she was mm. in um the guard there was a murder of a child that she, she that she investigated and she found out that someone was implicated in that and that kicked her out and she never solved the case and i would love to be able to go and play that in game i, I want to see that and i want to see um i want to see um the fall of um oh my god why is my Cass's family so her her father getting put in prison her brother falling to alcohol you could have like a you could have like a uh, you could experience that story through the fractals you really could and it's yeah, interesting cool. story that's the, the whole why she isn't lady casimir anymore is a major part of her character development yeah. you know we could go back and look at like bram being raised by his father alone and his father choosing not to tell his his mother when he when he was dying it, that was forced upon him. Air didn't have a choice. So we don't. If you don't know the story, you're not like deep into the law. You don't. You don't get that context. You think that she is a wayward parent. You think that she is this airy person who doesn't care about her, her son. When the truth of the matter is, a choice was taken away from her. So it gives yeah. us more context, and we care more about the characters when we know who they are more. Again, I'm just sure. rattling on at the same point. It's okay. Sorry. We've got to go. I've yeah. got. We've got to go over to the legendary parents. I'm very, very uh, caught. Uh, very, very. Just trying to think about people's time. Um, okay. So. Fine. Fine. I, also, we, sorry we about the snark before. Here. I didn't mean to be so snarky. Uh, no, sorry. no, no, you're fine. Sorry. You're fine. What, yeah. You being snarky? <laughs> I would have never. What? Shit. In the nice totally. way. Um, <laughs> Nice. Oh God, sad face. <laughs> yeah, nice <laughs> the other reason we're here today, we're not going to rattle too much on about about legendary variants because I feel like uh, I I only really am concerned about one thing because that's the where I where I got to, unfortunately, <laughs> um, and I haven't really looked past there because I'm very selfish. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I I did make a legendary orine weapon. I have the mace, um, and I was like, ooh. I have the mace. It looks very cool, by the way. Um, I realized that not many classes use mace, and um, I just wanted to... I want to have a legendary weapon for every for everything on my engineer, so I was like, screw it. In anticipation for the variant, for the new skin, for the, for the new shit, as they say. Um, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> I was unfortunately hit by something which was unfortunate <laughs> in my travels. I'm going to bring... I wanted to bring up something of relevance, but it's not going to work. Um, you have to... So you're so basically, Gen 3 legendaries in Guild Wars 2, weapons-wise, we are going to get skins which represent the dragons. Um, and the first one is... What's the first one called? Uh, of Shadow and Death. That's right, the Zaitan one. It, they're cool. They look good. They're just different. You don't have to get the whole legendary again. You just have to do some stuff. And yeah, cool. It's going to be easy. It's going to be great. It's going to be simple. It's going to be, you know, fun, engaging, enjoyable, uh, adventurous. Adventure is a word. Um, it's just some selling it right now. Um, there was a massive blog post that you had to read, um, <laughs> which was really fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wasn't happy immediately. Um, it was a very quick unhappiness. I'd planned this massive stream to do this thing. 
and then I was like no I'm not doing it <laughs> because it's boring <laughs> like I don't want to do this I don't want to get 10,000 research notes I'm sorry I just hate that whole mechanic it is the worst thing in the game I want it to disappear I want it to go I hate it I hate research notes they are the worst but like okay the legendary in the first place only needed 2,000 2,500 something like that this you need 10k and people are like i'm on i'm on twitter i was like emotional damage yeah that meme completely um i'm a bit overreacting and people will say i'm overreacting because i am a little bit (laughs) but on twitter i said this a lot of people argue and then people were like you know it's okay and it only costs 500 gold in 15 minutes and you can get the 10,000 research notes dude just made legendary I don't think I've got 500 gold I do but like do you think everyone's got 500 gold left like why do you want to sit there clicking this thing forever I know they did the research stack now or whatever but like I'm just like the point is my point is that is not fun for me no the thing the the thing I did like was that it was different currencies at least there was the gold there's the karma that's cool that's fine the karma is a lot but like you earn karma pretty easy in the game you can do that And then the fish, the fish, whatever the thing's called, that's cool because it engages you in wanting to do things. Like, that made me want to go out and do the fishing achievements because I didn't want to spend money. I was like, I can just go and get these. I can go and look, go in the achievements. I know I can get these from fishing. Oh, cool. And now I'm, like, picking up all this different stuff. I'm going to old zones. I'm getting fish. I'm getting achievement points. All links together. Nice. Like it. That's not too bad. Or you can just go buy off the trading post. Fine. That's okay. Ten thousand research notes. <laughs> like my heart just fell. I was like, "Dude, so, can I not do something else? Like, can I really? Do I have to do this?" Yeah, it's kind of a weird number, especially because like <laughs> you think it would be two thousand per, but it's not. It's so weird. To, to, to be clear, there's no Zaitan story linked to the Zaitan weapon. I don't know. I just, that's where I got. Like, I'm actually at the point where I was really hyped about going to Ore. Like, that's the next bit, right? And doing the events. Like, that's the thing I wanted to do. I was excited. I was so hyped about this. I was like, shit, I'm going to go back to like Ore. Ore was my favorite zone. I, you know, I always Uh talk about it on the podcast about the temples, like farming the temple events and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I get to go back there and kind of do that. I hope, I think, I don't know because I'm scared to think about it and look it up because I don't want it to be shit. Like, I'm just, I just don't want it to be bad. And like, I really was excited about this. I'm not going to judge, like, out of any game and anything I've been excited for recently, I've really been excited about this. And I was really let down. I was felt really sad. Like, I was on stream and I had this plan. I was gutted. I was just like, I felt Aww. like a child. I was so bad. And it, I know it's really perfect. It's just, it feels a little bit perfect. But I did feel really crappy about it. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I felt no. sad. It made me sad. I don't- I don't understand the price on these. I also, okay, I'm going to share something with all of you here that I have not shared with anyone else. Oh, hello. Spill the tea, spill the tea. I don't know how to get research notes. I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) I know. I think they're for Jadebot, but... (laughs) 
that's where they that's where they tell you that's how the to thing. now hold on no, 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 that's I'm how not they tell that, yeah. you that's how they tell you first about them i think because they were i would went to the jbot vendor and then at the vendor i was like okay i'm gonna get some things to put in the new jbot that i got and then all the ones that were in there were a tier too high that i couldn't use and then i saw something about research notes to get ones that are smaller and but then i never did it and so i only put the one module that they gave me into my jpot and i've never put any other modules into a jpot and it's okay but you know what no judgment no seriously no judgment at all because i i genuinely believe rook that and many i genuinely believe that a lot of people in the player base are probably right there where you are yeah, I well, genuinely believe that because I feel that's like something thing. was just disconnected for you where you're just like, no, it's too much. It's too I, much bollocks to go through. I want to take a second here because I see Obi in the chat and I know Obi and I know Obi's just sassing me, but I actually hate this comment and I want to be really, I want to talk about it. You have to play the game to understand that's not, what that's this not is. fun though. But the Sorry. thing is, is that like, I don't think that's a good statement because I do play the game and I did play the game. So here's the thing. I can easily learn what research notes are. Like, this isn't to say that this is because, like, oh, the game's so impossible. No, like, yeah, I can look it up on a Wikipedia. I can ask somebody in the chat. I can ask any of you, like we're talking about right now. But here's the thing. Just playing through the expansion just experiencing through things, did I, coming out of it, have a clear-cut understanding of this new thing? They are new, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's the problem as well, yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, like, did I have a clear-cut understanding of this new foundational currency that has been introduced that I would know how to even go about getting 10,000 research notes Did I have a moment in the story where, like, they, you know, I needed to get research notes for something and they, like, they, you know, had me do the thing and learn about it and do the, like, I guess Jadebot is the closest, but did I get a clear-cut understanding of how to do that from whatever happened? No, I didn't. So it's like, as a player, I can get this information, but if you are introducing something that is going to be so foundational to your new expansion, and that, like, with these legendaries, because it really seems like they are trying to encourage players to engage with the legendary system Mm -hmm. for the first time ever, right? Like, if they haven't. Because, like, we had all of the Return to stuff where they were, like, getting you prepped and getting you the precursor and getting you all these things. We have this new vendor. We have the new Arbor stone thing we have all this stuff where it really feels like they're empowering you we have these new variants they're coming out as like a new feature thing and you're going to go back and you're going to revisit all zones i as a player that has never completed a legendary and it's always been on my to-do list i really do want to do it um i have always felt very overwhelmed by the process and very much like I will be made by many people to feel very silly about the fact that I've never done a legendary or that I don't know how to do a legendary or that I don't have a thousand gold or that I don't have, you know, like to me, it has always felt like this kind of intimidating thing. And I have felt at the most empowered that I think I ever have in making a legendary with the ways that they have kind of incentivized me in leading up to and in end of dragons to make one to want to make one to want to get the variants but then we have this weird thing research notes 
that are prohibitive to people that even know how to do it because 10,000 apparently is a billion. Like, so yeah. it's yeah. one of those things to me where it's like, you shouldn't have to be like, well, you should just have 500 to 1,000 gold and buy it and just do it. Like, I should, coming out of this expansion, if they really want to empower players, know without a doubt what research notes are, how to use them, how to get them, and have already rolled this into my flow of what I'm doing in this expansion. Would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I agree that some of it is the fact that I have not gone out of my way to learn all of this. Like, that's absolutely fair. There's only so much hand-holding ArenaNet can Mm do. But if this is going to be, like, a really foundational, massive system for this thing that you're clearly trying to push players toward, then, like, I do think I need to have a better understanding, even at a glance of what's happening. Yeah, I I think... It's a fundamental failure of the mechanics of the game and how they're showing us if you have to go outside the game to figure out what you're supposed to do. There's yeah. no of so it's like, so these research notes, you ha- you use them to sort of disassemble things that you personally have created or that have been crafted in some capacity, but not all of them. But not all of them. And there's no indication, there's no way of finding out, there's no magical ball that you can like test to see if this is this is how what you can craft, how much it gives you. Mm-hmm. It is it is a fundamental failure. And I the only reason I know how these goddamn awful things work that just make things feel awful and clunky is because I had to craft a load of gear to do a video. I would not have interfaced with them otherwise, right? Yeah. So no, it, it, it's a fundamental failure. If your player base is having to jump outside the game to figure out mm. how the hell they're supposed to interact with the thing that you want them to interact with, that's bad game design on your part. That's you not giving your players enough information. And it shouldn't be 17 pages of reading to get that. It is... It... <laughs> respectfully of course um <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to, we're, we're being we're not we're not like shitting on the yeah. internet here <laughs> but we're not that's not what we're doing um we are just we're just maybe we're we're talking about our personal opinion yeah yeah and just be like you know i'm talking about a system which in all honesty does feel crappy it does it just does thank you rook as well like for being genuine and authentic enough to like be vulnerable and talk and say that i know it might not it might sound weird for me to say that but you know a lot of people people have their thoughts and feelings i get that when i'm making legendaries and sometimes someone says something in the chat and i'm like i don't know how to do this and i feel stupid and then someone will say something and i'm just like fuck you dude and <laughs> under my breath and no, actually, I'll say it. Um, uh, but like, you know, it, the research notes. The only reason, the reason why I wanted to understand them myself was because I did want to check out the bot and I wanted to put a video out to, about it as well. And it ended up being this really long, convoluted thing of just research notes. Essentially, are just the currency that you use in the game mm-hmm. to unlock a lot of different things: skins, a legendary for the Orene legendary, unfortunately. Um, and other stuff it's a, it's a really convoluted way of getting research so what you do is essentially is you use a salvage kit on an item that has been crafted and it will give you a certain amount of pages that are called research notes there are different <laughs> versions of these pages which will give you so you might get a book which gives you 10 pages or some shit and I'm like 
Why? <laughs> Why am I researching armor that I made 10 years ago? Why am I using a salvage kit on a piece of armor that I made eight years ago to get 50 research notes? What is the link here? What? What am I, I doing? Okay. <laughs> Why am I doing this? I don't she understand. <laughs> I love that Pornax put the timer on when you started describing it, and it was like just spinning endlessly oh, in the background. But I just don't two, get it. I actually like that in theory, now that you spell it out for me. Uh, really? If, I do not. Here we go. <laughs> well, here's, how, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean, though. Like, think back to earlier how we were talking about the framing of even the quest markers. Right. If this frames it in such a way that it describes to me this, is this, 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 I understand and can receive it. I like the idea of these research notes. If they had framed it as a new incentive for crafting classes where they had been like, hey, we know that as a crafter, unless you're just crafting something that's like, oh, you know, a fashion piece or something interesting, that you don't really have a lot of reasons anymore to be actively crafting stuff or like, yeah. you know, making these things or, you know, like. So we want to give you a reward. If you are somebody that enjoys crafting, gathering, you know, working on these kinds of mats, making these things, expanding your catalog. So what we're yeah, going to do now yeah. is a new system so that like with crafters, if you're crafting this gear now, just like you would maybe make something and then take it apart and then make something and then take it apart. You're going to learn through this process. You're going to research the gear that you're making and you will get these new currencies that will now empower you to get like this new cool stuff and craft new legendaries and do new things but because it was like tied into jade bots i thought it was just something for jade bots at first yeah, yeah. and then i didn't understand why i couldn't even get any of the upgrades from the vendor that would have been my like tier one things that i needed and then i was like this is so weird i whatever i'll figure it's... this out later and yeah. like so like to me if there had been some kind of like I don't know, bridge of that gap. And if they weren't so ridiculous, like the amounts weren't so ridiculous. And if, you know, it had been something even like, not that this is like something necessary that they would have to do, right? Um, but even if they had kind of been like, you know, and now for the different thresholds and in different cities all around the world, if you have crafted stuff and broken it down or at certain tiers, if you've crafted this kind of gear that would have been like one to 50 in the core zones or something, now you can go to these bonus vendors and you can get stuff for the research, no like the research notes there or something like I think that would have been. I don't know. Like, to me, that would have felt more like a system so what, that I would understand yeah. as a package. Well, so what they yeah. did well, with the research notes is, is that when they came out, first of all, to get research notes, people just basically used salvage kits, which are specific kits you use, and they just used them on potions and stuff that you could just buy that was just available from yeah. events. So after a while... They knew that, you know, people were able to do it in this easy way and it wasn't really intended. They, it wasn't the way they intended it to be. So they started cutting out items. Now what you do is you just find the most stuff you have or you change, like, stats on the sended gear or you just craft the same thing over and over and over and over again. Mm. So, like, you're not... It's not even... Even if it is like I, the way you sold it just then, it sounds great, and that's how I imagined it. But when you do the, when you go through the process, it's just boring. It's just boring, monotonous. It's boring as hell, and it was enough to for twenty k research for two k research notes. It was already dull. 
and I now I'm yeah sure I can go and make exotic items I can go go and do all the stuff the same thing over and over again it's just boring it's just dull yeah. and it can take me 15 yeah. minutes it can take me half an hour the point is is that I want that experience of getting a variant for a legendary weapon that I spent a lot of time trying to make and like think about or like even just warming up to to be a special experience and and people can be like oh so cringe and all that kind of stuff no fuck you i want like my legendary weapon that i've spent like a lot of time and effort and is very unique not many people have to be a cool experience when i'm like yeah sick now it's like the dread like this zaitan thing like even if i just had to go back and do the story again and just do that last instance even though it's a pain in the ass i wouldn't even, that would have been better i would, would much prefer to do that whereas now i'm spending like loads of random the same map that i've got 50 million times so i can get ten thousand research notes and like so then i can engage in the next part of this awesome journey which already has been shat on and i'm just like <laughs> so it's already put this like taste in my mouth of is is this what the others are gonna be like i feel like they should have had the obviously had the research notes for the arrain version and then yeah so that's the base one and I feel like everything else should be based off a of story, strictly off a of story, because that's where it's from. That's that's our history of the game. So I feel like the zone, yeah, adding, at least adding yeah. more, yeah, adding more um, hurdles to get over. It doesn't really make any sense. Just make make the variations are, are based off of achievements where you can get through story or get through the map or do stuff like that. Um, and then make the base one where you have to get all the currencies and stuff like that, which makes sense because you have to. Every other legendary you have, you've you've ever made would require legend the, the uh, currencies. So mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. What if? Oh my gosh, this would have been so cool. For next, I was thinking about what you were saying earlier about them making more use of. I mean, it's it's even it's sparse storytelling, but it is still something that is interesting. We had Vlast's crystals. Why not for this have something where like if you went to Or and you did these events or you did these key things, you then got like, I don't know, like a, a piece of you know, whatever lingering mad like magic was left, like you know, like an, an echo, echo of echo of an echo of Zaitan. And yeah. like as you did each of these, you would hear something from him. Him, the 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 creature, the entity, the being that he was, like outside of the corruption and the other things that had happened. And yeah. like I understand that that is, again, bringing in voice actors, bringing in stuff like that. That's a whole thing, having to cast any of these characters that weren't voiced, all that kind of stuff. But, like, gosh, even just five new lines from him, and anything. I would have been, like, anything. Yeah. I would have been so interested. And, like, we get these little tidbits of lore from the variants themselves, where you get, like, some new insight into the thing, or, like, the different base arena weapons, the insights that she has. I adore that, but, like, mm. would I be so much more compelled to become exclusively a legendary creator streamer where, like, we were going through every single one and I was gonna get that dialogue, so help me from, like... Wow. <laughs> what? Like... Like, I have, I have literally been, anytime I run um, the final meta, I have been recording the dialogue snippets. I know they're already recorded. I know people already have the files. But, like, for me, that is something that is incentivizing to me. Even yeah. having one more facet into the world and something that feels special that I uncovered, like, 
So yeah, even if they had upped the base ones, the research notes there, so that you did all that boring stuff, got it out of the way, I would figure out what it what it was, I guess, <laughs> and then yeah. do it. Like, and then you got to do the more fun stuff after that as a reward, even if there were other time investment things you had to do for it. Yeah. I think that would have really made people want to do it and mm -hmm. you know try to even get all of the different versions of the legendaries as they are so that they then could unlock all of the other ones down the road and have this ongoing content and little tidbits of story and this little sneak peek in that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah. I I agree with Mal. Look, there should not be you should not have to spend a single solitary copper more on changing the look of it it should yep. all be fantasy based sorry you have just done this it is a herculean task to create a legendary weapon it takes a massive amount of time and you're, resources. you're selling it's it to it. rook right now sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my it's, legendary it's really hard <laughs> but it's a marathon right but it's worth it though it's worth it yeah. especially with all the changes now it is unlocked right across your account you can change whatever stats that you oh, want yeah. on it you never lose anything that you put into it if you if you you can it's it, they're so worth it they're they're the best type of gear you can get right across the account so yeah i i i love the legendaries i they're, they're very difficult and they should be difficult to make but once you have crafted a legendary these others these should be the cherry on top these should be the law nerds this should be the 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 icing that makes people want to make specifically Aureen legendaries, not because it's twice the grind, just to change the appearance. That is not incentivizing yeah. for me, especially because this, the, 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 the law, that if, it, if there was like a massive law payoff, if there was like an entire cutscene when you get these things, maybe, maybe that, that justifies standing there for a week, clicking a button. To get yeah. some research God, notes, they're, they're, which is not they've done the stack now, right? <laughs> like that's the that was another problem as well. So you had to click one for every single yeah. one. So if you were making potions that stacked, you had to do. I them, made them, them, all them. of the jade stuff, so I have slight carpal tunnel now. That's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, oh. honestly, that the, not even a joke. That would have been prohibitive to me. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I have been dealing with really bad ulnar neuritis, which is carpal tunnel, but for a different nerve, the ulnar nerve in your mm -hmm. arms. And like, I actually have to. I even had somebody recently say, like, like Rook, I love your videos, but why are you like, clicking your abilities? And I was like, well, because um, I have to pick or choose at any given time how I'm dividing up the load of what I'm doing. Can I do all my keybinds with one hand, or is that hand really bad today? Can I click sparsely on like just four abilities on the right side and divvy up the load on my hand so that I can literally move my fingers to keep playing the game? <laughs> game yeah. great that i'm gonna do that but like i have had problems recently where there have been a couple games was this 14 what was this something where i was having oh it was 14 i was opening up lock boxes in eureka they make you click every single one and mm -hmm. i like had to stop and take breaks like it feels so silly but like this is just what my body decided yeah. to do because I play yeah. games all day, every day. And whether it's genetic or whether it's whatever, like it yeah. actually affects the way that I can play games, the duration that I can play games, the type of content that I can do in games. Um, so like, yes, that would have been a huge roadblock for me if I had gotten to that point with the research notes. Mm -hmm. Like I would have had to call my partner and be like, can you click this button for me for a week? Bye. Thanks. 
love you. Yeah, I remember getting that. I remember that. That was a big problem. I I got that during Guild Wars too. I had a brace and everything, but after a while, thankfully, I got these melded like gel things that I'm just attached to like most of the time, like which helped so much. But like, it's not. It doesn't sound like it got to where you are. So I'm sorry about that. that that's happened. okay. I mean, yeah, I've had to completely overhaul my entire gaming setup. Like, no joke. Like, to the point where, like, I had to get a special ergonomic keyboard. I have a special ergonomic vertical mouse. I have the gel pads. I have a wrist brace. I had to get an ergonomic chair that I can literally, like, put my arms on and then had to get covers for the chair. I have to keep a heating pad next to the computer because some days before stream, the pain will be so bad that I'll have to just, like, put it across the keyboard or wrap my arms to be able Mm -hmm. to play. Like... So I I only talk about this because a lot of times people don't realize this or they think that like, oh, yeah, well, but there's like two people that deal with a problem like that. So it doesn't matter if they have to click it or whatever. But like, I never thought I would be dealing with this at 30 years old, you know, but like arthritis and things run in my family and my partner can play all day. No problems. Me, it got to the point where like I have to literally plan like i said what i'm doing around like how my arms are feeling do i have to take a morning off um it's hard for even scripting youtube videos because it's like if i script for too long or if i write for too Mm -hmm. long my hands just go completely numb with pain like it's the weirdest feeling and it, it can be really difficult um so like i'd like to talk about it because i think a lot of times people don't think that it's yeah, something that affects many players but it is important yeah, it does so. yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm sorry you have to deal with that i also have i i also clicked for a while like i did a, a mixture between clicking and using my keyboard so i have really small hands i have really Aww. tiny hands so like i couldn't reach half the keyboard and so i something that i really want people to know is that you don't know people's life stories and i feel like if you if you jump jump on the the quick judgment bandwagon and not to get to know the person or um get to know their personal story and not understand like why they're clicking or why they're doing certain things then mm-hmm. that's just that's on you but uh so just true. get to know get to know the person because like I, I got teased a couple times for for me clicking, and I just I just yeah. I can't reach half the keyboard. You just you don't know you don't know their stories. So, so um, okay. sorry you have to deal with that though. That's, that's oh, it's okay. Really it's fine. I've got plenty of stuff that like can help with it. But this is also why I encourage everybody. Like if you start noticing hand pain, immediately talk to someone, a doctor, a hand a hand surgeon, a whoever. Like yeah, like yeah, do exercises, important. stretch your hands. Like I drove mine to the point where like it is bad and you know but if i had headed it off much sooner maybe it would not be as bad as it is now so like you know if you notice those things starting don't just like keep putting them off Mm -hmm. like try to do what you can you do not want to be like me in the morning with my coffee icing my arms before i'm gonna go game so like you just don't you don't want to be like this (laughs) (laughs) but thank you peeps for Talking about Send- yourselves and telling us those things. That's, Send- that's sending good. hugs. Sending yeah. hugs. Oh, hugs. <laughs> hugs. But yeah, it's like you can't put a system in like this where you're going to make people do something that is A, boring, and then B, also <laughs> stuff like this and not do yeah. like a breakdown all or, you know, yeah, it's I... Yeah, this is a kind of weird system. I like what the I think I like what they were trying to do with it, especially hearing you all talk about it, re-research notes and everything. Um, but I think it just needs 
to be adjusted. I think these variants need to be more forgiving in a sense. Um, uh, even if they upped the core creation, I feel like maybe they kind of thought about it in reverse. Like, we want more people to just try to make the base ones. And then the real special version is the upgraded one. <laughs> but like, really, when it comes down to it, especially with these dragons, people will very much like a certain dragon. They will like a certain yeah. aesthetic. Weapons aren't dieable. Um, mm. So I think the incentive for getting people to even create these is to make those variants as chill as possible so that, hey, if I make this one, I'm getting a lot more bang for my buck as far as Fashion Wars goes. So, like, yeah. and that might even lead people to feel more empowered and want to do other legendaries in the game, you know, because they have an idea. Just want yeah, to be it, fun, you know, like just just, just something really yeah. basic. I would just just something really basic. I don't even care yeah. if it takes me a bit to do. I just want it to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a really basic thing to request sometimes in games nowadays. It's like, can I just have some fun, please? Right? Like, can I not do this really stupid thing before the step, which is going to be fun? Can I just have the fun? I know that yeah. this is just a way of it taking time and trying to get me into the game to appreciate the game if i stop playing the game because the thing is not fun that stops me from having future fun in your game you know yeah. it stops me it was and i in anyone that came into the stream that day saw my disappointment like a mm. player like and that probably run up rubbed off on them i'm not gonna bullshit people about my experiences i just can't i suck at lying um, like just suck at lying I'm just not that person like I would be crap as a counselor if I didn't show my genuine authentic <laughs> self and it's not something I can turn off unfortunately I'm sorry um, which is why I have to apologise people often because <laughs> I say a thing and then I'm just like oh shit that's not cool um, um, I know I'm also old um, but like it's sometimes I just, it's just as simple as that I just want to have fun in the game yeah. and, I do, and that that research thing isn't even the main issue for most people who got past that. Like, apparently there's loads of other shit that went down. And I barely know much about that because I just switched off. But does no, anyone no. else know about the shit festival? There was, like, something broken with the ore events not completing or something. Um, um, I heard that there... So there's an event in ore that you have to kill the, the wizard guy. Okay. But in order for him to spawn, you have to let the event to recapture the raw gate to fail. What's for him to, for the event to start again? And then you have to escort the people back up the steps, and then you fight the wizard. I would say people can farm the wizard. Yeah, so I would I would imagine oh. that people not knowing that you had to fail the event in order to spawn the wizard was just doing the event to to get a raw. Uh, open Currency. again without realizing that they're not going to get the wizard. So, oh, yeah. so the yeah. mob you have to kill <laughs> to get the specific item you need has to be from an event which fails, which is totally opposite from what the game wants you to do in the yeah. first place in its original design. Yes, nice. I, it's, this is so tough <laughs> because I actually uh, love the idea of this. Not the failing like, though. I love the idea. Surely. 
that events have a win state or a fail state. Oh, that, of course, yeah. And I love the idea yeah, yeah. that, like, things aren't over just because something fails. Mm. Like, maybe you do fail to defend a keep, and because of that, a more powerful cool. enemy is able to take up residence there, and then you're yeah. able to do... I actually think that kind of design is fascinating. Absolutely, yeah. But the big problem for me is that, like, it's utterly unintuitive, exactly like you pointed out, Jabro, to what seems to be the otherwise overall goals of all of the metas, maps, events, every other thing in the game. I think and players... an easy fix. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, probably an easy fix would be to make it so that a lesser version of the wizard that you can still get credit for it but the lesser version of the wizard could be for the the escort um part and then you get a uh more like in-depth fight of a of a greater wizard if you were to go guard the gate um i feel or like just don't put it in with that event it. at all and just put it well, in an event which you succeed in that's just on a timer sure. every hour like just don't do it in an event which which has to be it's just stupid. I'm sorry, it is. Yeah, it's just fucking stupid. Like you have to fail something to get something which is a le- belongs to a fucking legendary. Like what? That doesn't make any yeah. sense to my brain. I don't. I've not even like heard about this yet, and I'm just hearing it now. So I will be slightly sad. But that is completely awful. Like that is just I another. Do I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Do I'm done. I don't care about Zaytan anymore. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm out. Sorry, um, <laughs> Fordax, you were trying to say something. Sorry, Fordax. During... <laughs> I'm, what were you trying I'm to angry say? now. Oh, Mal was actually Mal. You finish, hun. I saw you Sorry, trying to. People. I saw you trying to fin- finish your thought. Oh no, I was just. I was just oh, saying that I had to do that for Astralaria with that that event because you had to go kill the, the wizard for Astralaria. The fucking and wizard is part there. of another thing. Oh my yeah. god! No, don't tell me that. <laughs> So you have to fail the the you have to fail the gate uh, defense in order oh for it to God. in order for it to stop existing, and then you have to go back to like the base camp and then re-escort them back up to the gate, win the gate over, and then kill the wizard, and then you're good. Oh God! So can I can I point out something that that kind of stands out to me immediately? So you are relying on world events that other people can interact with and completely fuck up for you so you have yep. no agency over this. You could be there indefinitely, possibly. You have yep. to wait until four o'clock in the morning when the map is empty and you, like, try and solo it with your do- your your pet or something. So I mean, that doesn't... <laughs> the wizard is actually really, really difficult, so you there actually you have to have oh, more than one person to do it. Um, so it's worse. Oh, cool. It's worse yeah. than I thought right. it was. Yay! <laughs> I Unless mean, you have a super powerful build, it's really hard to solo. But I think, um, yeah, I think they have announced. I'm just gonna have the sad face now. I'm, I'm not taking this off again. <laughs> oh, well, I think they have announced oh, no. that they are changing it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that so. that is very important. That's very important. I mean, yes, I agree, uh, Mal. I agree with what you said. Like. If you like this wizard enemy that you made that you think is an important bit of lore or was some there was some specific reason that they really wanted us to fight this wizard, then adjust the event. I think adjust it was the event. He was the reason that you open the gate of a raw and then you go kill Zaitan. Mm. 
Well, okay. I mean, if you like them so much, just let it have it that, that you, the individual who is trying to complete the quest, do something to spawn him in another location away so that you don't disturb other people trying to unlock the gates and do their world event, which is, yeah. you know, all on a timer. And people get very salty about that kind of shit, which yeah. is understandable because, you know, trying to like get 20 gamers to do something is like trying to herd cats. <laughs> you, could, you could even you can even put like a hero point at the end there and just like have it spawn the grand wizard and then uh, kill him from there (laughs) yeah yeah arena net send us money we fixed it thank you i think that it's all doubly frustrating because really truly genuinely i adore these legendaries like i think they're beautiful you all know i have not been coy about the fact that i'm obsessed with the dragons in this game i love them like now i know but like now more than ever with the focus on them with the culmination of this 10-year story arc like to me this is like this is a great opportunity and i love this new approach to legendaries i love the idea of having this you know base set and then these different versions that unlock like i really 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 do i think this is all very very good mm-hmm. it's just yeah. that this process needs to be streamlined and dealt with a little bit and of course they are taking player feedback right now for this again these are long-term goals in the game so all of our feedback on this is not to say that like we hate these forever and we think arena net are all dumbos you know it's just that they're it's positive feedback it's it's constructive it's something that they can use to better the game and i feel like that's really important there's a difference between constructive feedback and uh and um feedback that is toxic yeah. Here's, here's the thing when i oh, said it's feedback. a fundamental fail <laughs> fundamental failure right i, I want to be clear because because people might think that i'm a complete bastard and i can be but i'm not it it would be extraordinary it would be miraculous if in a game of this size and this scale and this scope that they didn't have any fundamental failures would be astonishing the fact that they have so few in all the long questions, like, you know, like we were talking about fundamentally understanding the mechanics of a thing in the game, right? Yeah. It, it, it's a hugely, massively, I can't even comprehend how difficult it is for them to get this thing going and forward and, and to do the things that they do. So please don't think that I'm, I'm throwing shade. That, but there were genuine criticisms. And, and honestly, w- I, I like to make stuff and I like honest feedback and I like it to be as brutal. Be brutal. Tell me, no, no, don't hide the warts, warts and all. Tell me exactly what you think. So, because if you, if you sugarcoat it and you bullshit me, I am, it's hard to, to self-evaluate, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to, especially if you've been doing something and you've been staring at it and you can't see the woods from the trees. So you need someone to come from the outside and go, well, that's great. And that's great. But God, what were you thinking? Did you like take stupid pills that afternoon when you were doing that part because that makes no sense huh? everything else is beautiful but that is that do do something yeah yeah i feel you, that you need that especially with like my artwork like whenever i'm doing artwork and i feel like something's wrong but like everyone around me is telling me oh this is great this is great this is great i'm like i feel like something's wrong someone please give me a con- like a criticism to where i can actually fix it but like i i, I definitely feel like that is uh pretty relatable <laughs> If if only if only there was a flip the canvas option in game making, right? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh and my gosh! Like, yeah, that's so funny. Yes, Why yeah. is her eye there? Why did I put the eye there? Why does it look like that? 
why is why is it angled? Why is it angled like that? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's sort of what PTR does in general. Although, yeah. like how that plays a role in MMOs, I think is a totally different thing. We could do a whole episode just about talking about that, the pros and cons of public test realms and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean. I, th I'm very confident they're responding to this feedback. They already have. They have addressed um, some of these things with this. But, yeah, I really hope with the others, because honestly, Jeb, what you said, I think, is just sticking with me. Like, mm -hmm. I can do this thing. Sure. Do I have the power to just click this button? Sure. Theoretically. You know, especially with the full stack breakdown. Sure. But mm -hmm. is it fun? Like, no. am I having fun? <laughs> is this component enjoyable and what makes something fun is going to be very specific to very you know like to every person that engages with it but at the very least i think we want a baseline of like do i feel like the returns that i am getting for this like feel desirable to me do i feel as though you know i the time that i've spent in this is worth the reward do i feel like you know i come out of this having even if it was long even if i'm tired even if it was a grind do i come out of it feeling like yeah it's like that's that can be the difference in this um and so yeah having something that is like a huge foundational mechanic that might not have been wholly explained a la research notes um that you know maybe is just clunky to engage with in general and has a lot of weird conditional things that aren't communicated very well that then has just an unreasonable amount of things that you need to get when you've already done it for one other or you know a different step yeah. in it um and that doesn't have like a larger system around it that makes this like really rewarding and widely applicable and mm -hmm. you know an enhancement and and a, a new feature with crafting or you know whatever thing that this is sort of being bundled in with like that's where i think we start seeing the fun scales just go like okay so i can either do this for a million years or i can spend a lot of money to do it and you never want to be in that kind of position you yeah. know it's, like it's just it's an arbitrary time sink cock block. That is what it is. <laughs> right? You gotta, you gotta have something to do. You gotta have something to Great do. Great description. Arena, don't cock block me with the dragons. <laughs> Tormag whispered in my ear for a whole living season. <laughs> It's true. It's true. If we're gonna we're gonna start to wind it down a bit. <laughs> I feel like my energy is being sapped out of me by the uh, my my own upsetted uh, sadness. Um, can, I, can I ask a question? Can I ask sure. A, what do you think of the design of the Zaitan weapons? Is it your cup of tea or moving on? Yeah. I okay. I personally don't love Zaitan's aesthetic the most out of all the aesthetics in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, like the kind of undead shenanigan. It, it, it sometimes does it for me, but it's... You all know I lean right directly towards Rainbow Sparkle Barf, generally. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, to me, this one was, like, fine. Um, I was a little surprised... Well, surprised and not surprised that they seem to, for the most part, some exceptions... But for the most part, follow pretty much the template of the other ones, kind of recolored. There are some little doodads on some of them. There are some that look a little bit more different. Um, but they definitely follow the same kind of framework, which makes sense just from the time constraints and things like that. Was a little part of me hoping that maybe they would really push it stylistically on them. 
maybe especially because you can get really weird and really creepy and really love crafting with zaitan and like there's just so many tentacles and, like eyeballs in places eyeballs shouldn't be <laughs> and just like a lot of stuff that's funky that happens in there so like do i think that these weapons in and of themselves 100 percent embody like all of the unique artistry of Zaitan, no. But I think as far as a cosmetic goes, as far as a new look goes, there are some really nice details. I really like that there are options. Like we're watching in the video now, some of the little wiggly tidbits and stuff like that, mm. I think do enhance, you know. Um, so yeah, I feel good about them. They aren't directly my aesthetic and I think they could have pushed it further, but I do still really appreciate the effects and different things on them. Mm. To me, I feel like they should have more green. I say, that more like, <laughs> I say that because like whenever you look at Zaitan, all of the little lizards coming out of his mouth literally are like caked with green. Okay. Um and it's like an undead like uh green like Miasma. Yeah, basically, yeah. And so I, I do like how they look. It's just I feel like they could have more of the colors that the dragon actually has, um, which they don't have any green. So More that's just my opinion. <laughs> um, I really like that focus skin. Actually, that's the that's the skin. It, it, it is just a reskin. It's it's not really the. It's not like a redesign. It, it it's very similar to what the Orion weapon is specifically is. It is directly just a reskin, which I think is going to be very difficult for them to add things, which I think you know restricts them a little tiny bit. Um, mm. I agree with what you're both saying. Honestly, I think I think they could have been more. I think it really could just have more. Yeah. <laughs> it really could like pop it some eyes of... on there pop some like you know like you were saying Marco it's like the little thingies coming out of the mouth just stick one on there just throw it in I don't know have a little bit of a different effect or something else that's different from the arena legendary that makes it a little tiny bit more unique because it is it just does feel like a copy of it to a degree with the with something slapped over the top and i get that that's what that's supposed to be but there are many weapons that look similar to this and i don't think the weapon is the core thing i think the effect specifically is and i know that's a lot of the does that make sense it's it feels yeah. like and it'll be cool when you kill something it's cool when you kill something with the arena legendary but you know if i don't go for this like i'm gonna go for it just because it's an extra thing but like i'm slowly being persuaded not to do that <laughs> by the just the mechanics <laughs> of what it is mm. and i think i think it's just a cool option i mean it might be that i normally like this kind of stuff like the more deaf kind of zombie kind of like really darker like theme yeah. um it's just not gonna fit it just doesn't fit my ng as well in all honesty but like I'm, i want to get it because i want to get it for the other classes i can probably use it on my rev and my um and my guardian but I think they're it okay. Kind of looks like, it looks like an, a set of weapons that already exist. Yes. Or like the very beginning set. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't pick one, but though. Um, I can't remember what it's called. The set. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, we've got, I think I've got that set as well. There's just, there's some other stuff which looks creepier and better <laughs> as well. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I think that. I would like the effects. Like, for, if you're a necromancer, this is very on theme, you know? Like, this is, this oh, yeah. is cool. Um, and 
I, I, I like my necromancer to be as fluffy kittens as humanly possible. Okay. She looks like an angel. <laughs> yeah, so I like. Oh. I like that gun. I think that one's cool. I mean, I see Excelsior in the chat brought up a good point, which is I always kind of perceive these variants as Arene channeling these various, you know, sort oh, of energies. Right. So I do, like, again, I didn't expect Maybe. them to create all new models for every yeah. single one, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. not it's not like I ever really expected that. I do agree that, like, yeah, even if they just put some, like, weird dragon eyes on it that, like, opened up and, like, looked... I, it doesn't have to be wildly over the top, but I do think that would have maybe made it a little bit more distinctive. I like the weird kind of, um, like, the, like, wing joints and the kind of, you know, mm -hmm. like, strange little bits that they've put on there, some of the spikes and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I think maybe there could have been a little bit more. Um, I mean, overall, though, I do think it's still a good adaptation. And, again... I don't think I would care at all. I think I'd be like, yeah, these are great. If it had literally just been like uh, not 10,000 research notes and then you go and you do some cool stuff and you do some story things and then you get these and you get the new color and the variation and the change. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. feels like to me, if they were going to set it up as being... I'm so bad at math, so one of you is going to have to do this for me. However <laughs> many times more... 2,000 to 2,000 to 10,000. However many times more. Like, that's times blank. Well, 16, what are you no, talking about, Rick? <laughs> like, you know what I'm too trying many to say? Times no. more. It's too many times more. That's what it is. Yeah. So, so where is, that, is that 32,000 32, research notes base? What are you talking about? I don't know. Is my like, math inclined partner is screaming. And then there's 10, like, and how then do you not know? Well, because I'm asking what the proportional times of effort is. You know what I mean? Like, this oh, is two times okay. more effort. Okay, this okay. is six times more effort. <laughs> Mal's over here, like, I got it. Math, yeah, I'm yeah, ready. Right. I see the math glint in your eye. Me, I was yes. like, I immediately went, oh, I'll have to figure out how many. Brain gone. Goodbye. Don't watch. <laughs> Don't feel like Yeah, I it. saw that. I did say um, that. <laughs> so, so it's like, that is a pretty huge <sighs> leap. However many more times. Five times? I don't know. However many more times Please that is. Four more. <laughs> it's four. like, when I look at these, like, are they worth about. to me four times the amount of effort? That the Orene legendary was? Oh, we've we've no. researched tickets, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, no, they are not to me. Like, I think the Orene base weapon is more cosmetically pleasing and beautiful and feels more indicative of her as a dragon and an entity. But if I'm just looking at these as just an optional reskin that's a fun bonus different version, then I'm like, these are so good. I love them. Ooh, look at that one. The little torch is a bong on the end. Like, I, you know, I get excited oh, about it. Nice. So that's kind of the difference for me. I think these are absolutely great for what they are. But, like, I don't know if the amount of resources at this point, as far as I understand, is and the gold and everything else would be like... You know what I mean? I feel like they shouldn't have to... They shouldn't have the requirements of resources. They should only be required to have achievements or collections or... Yeah, you mentioned that. Story. Yeah. Mm. 
Because you've already done the work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, do, I don't mind a little bit of extra, like, like a little bit of extra farming for a little bit of stuff. Like a little bit of extra stuff in combination with story, yeah. but I just genu- genuinely the reason why I I was really in that I was partly invested in doing this was because of the fact that it was going to go back to war. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a cool. We've been talking on this podcast for so long about how, different ways that they can get us engaged in the core game again or in yeah. other parts of the game. That's what many MMOs have the problem with. Like, Endgame is the aim for everyone. If you talk to anyone, the only way they're going to invest in an MMORPG most of the time is, is the Endgame good? That's the immediate question. With any game that is coming out right now, you got um, Ashes, right? you got other games, MMOs, which are on the horizon. The most, the, the thing is, and this is just, this is just honest, I mean, this is what a lot of people do ask, a lot of it is a hardcore MMO players or whatever you want to say. Is the end game good? Because like an MMO is not just for Christmas. Let's be honest here. <laughs> it really is not. Um, and, and even if you aren't focused on that end game, the end game is a symbol of the longevity of that MMORPG. Because it's not yeah, because yeah. it's whether or not people stay. Like in, people stay at the end game. There's still a population of people playing the game getting excited about it, content being created about it, and infused an, an enthusiasm for it in community, on YouTube, on Twitter, wherever. That's really, really important. But, like, the age-old problem is, how do we get people to re-engage in old content so we can either recycle it so people have something more to do in old maps so when new players come through, they don't see a dead game, <laughs> like, yeah. basically, which is what most MMOs massively fail at. Um, or like to keep the end game so engaging that people don't mind the bit before so they can get to it Final Fantasy XIV uh, sorry <laughs> sorry that was just a cheap joke Ooh. I know it's better now wow uh, like, yeah. <laughs> did you like that though I thought it was good I don't, I don't mean that um, no, but like that's that was just like the typical thing that everyone would always say you get through it you get through it to the end but I know they've changed that and I do appreciate the game like, I play it myself um and I just think like they need to keep doing that and like get, using these convoluted weird systems that just separate you even from more from like just enjoying the game just enjoying the damn thing is just yeah. something and it, it's about it's a it's this practice of wanting to keep you in the thing that I really hate I really, really I, I'm, this is a strong feeling I have. I hate it. I hate yeah. time sinks. I hate this shit where you have to wait another two months to do this thing because you have to, because that's just the way it is. There is no reason. There is just, yeah. the, the, the reason is, is predatory. It's to keep you playing a thing and it's to make you want to come back because it just feels predatory. It just feels bad. It just feels bad to me. Um, and I hate shit like that man and like with this specifically it's not that bad it's really not that bad it's made me think about other games and maybe so I'm just getting angry but like and I'm thinking about now Diablo Immortal which I'm playing on Sunday (laughs) wow I'm gonna have some feelings about that Um, (laughs) but like it it just it just feels sucky like I I love Guild Wars 2 with a passion like I with a like we all do but like it's changed all of our lives in very, very different ways. Mm. Um, and I, I'm the reason I live in America is because of the game. 
it's it's literally is i met my ex-wife for it i came to america all the stuff so when shit like this happens in the game that i love i really get upset about it i get sad because like it feels like a reflection on me like i'm still doing engaging in something which i feel like is fairly shitty experience why am i engaging in this so i just stop now i'm just at that age where i just stop i mean yeah but like it feels it feels kind of silly to say that as well at the same time you know because it's just a game and and that's what it is but i've been playing it for what uh, almost 10 years yeah 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 yeah, and with with how how amazing the community is we basically created small little families with each other and i feel like that's really really important with like the way that the game is is built is that everyone is friendly or is forced to be friendly with each other in order to get stuff done so i feel like we've we also have a connection with that too just because we have so many good friends and so many good uh like family members in this game so it is true I have to say that I think that we, we are kind of, we've been, it's been drilled into us to not prioritize our personal happiness. And I think the things that we spend time on, be it gaming, reading books, being creative, just for us, just for our experience, for our happiness, for our lives. Those, there's nothing more important than that. You're not going to be on your deathbed like, oh, I wish I'd worked 17 more 12 hour shifts. Or it, you'd be like, <laughs> I wish I'd grinded out. No, you, you, what you I want. I wish I'd gone and did the 10 first <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, which is why. Those research notes. <laughs> yeah. I wish I'd ever figured out what research notes were. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I need to go back and watch that video we did fifty years ago. Yeah, no, so exactly. So, so, you, so people, people being invested in the communities that they built, which are made of real people, and the experiences that we have, which are real experiences. Yeah. right. Exactly. This is there is nothing more important than our our happiness and our connection with the world and our connection with one another. Everything else really everything else beyond the necessities is bullshit some weird social kabuki theater that we've all somehow signed up to before <laughs> we we're even born i'm like why this is stupid i have to do- being fucking a prime example <laughs> of that <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it since Kruf isn't here, but literally the entire time that you've been talking, I have just been seeing Kruf on their camera, like... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I keep, I keep getting those right moments. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep thinking about that. It's funny. But now... Okay. I, I, personally, can I tell you how I feel about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. You asked the Sorry. question, which uh, spawned I did, an hour I conversation. <laughs> we're, we're in it now, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that this is still I'll going. Get, I'll get back. <laughs> we, we have been going for a while. Uh, go on, go on, go on. Um, so, the, I I love Lovecraftian mythology. The guy was a fucking train wreck, but the the world that he created is fantastic, and the, and the and the fantasies that were spun off. And he was actually quite a generous writer. He actually opened up his work to other writers contemporaneously. Uh, one of the best videos I ever made on my channel is about Lovecraft and about the the Lovecraft influence that I was hoping that was going to come in that was kind of teased in the fluffing video that we got for the Icebrood saga, right? The Lovecraftian darkness that they were falling to in the water. And I'm hoping that this darkness... Hujimawala that they've 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 introduced into the game is going to fulfill oh, that. <laughs> Hujimawala, yeah. Okay, thank um, you. 
and and the, these weapons for me so if you watch nothing else of mine watch the lovecraftian video that's that's one of my best ones um and the fresh but these and the, and the fashion, fashion videos. videos. I don't do fashion videos. That's a lie. Anyway. So... What are you talking about? <laughs> um, That's why so... I'm there. The... <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Jesus Christ. Just to kill myself now. No. Um, so these, these, um, these. You make them. <laughs> it's not my fault. This is, this is true. I do. I do. You literally I spend know. time on it's... them and they're well edited. Like, oh, these are you. really like good videos. I don't know. I feel like they're fluff. I mean, I, I enjoy making them, but I feel like they're fluff. I've, I, I don't know. Anyway, that's my personal hangups aside. I feel like these, <laughs> these um, weapons, they, they kind of give me that Lady Gaga meat dress kind of feel. And I'm just, I, I just, it's I just it. not. You do you see it? Yeah, see I'm it. so yeah. glad you're yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> just them. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do agree that. with the Lovecraftian <laughs> stuff because I I also had the thought that it would be really cool if we could have the really dark like storyline. I feel mm-hmm. like we could definitely still go down that pathway because we still ha- we still don't know what happens with uh, the the lady in the fractal in Sunqua. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on with that, um, but I feel like we could definitely still go down that route, and I hope we do because I really want to learn more about like the the like we the demons in the game. Like we don't know much about that, mm-hmm. um, and like the darkness of a lot of the story that we we still haven't seen. So I, I really hope that we go down that storyline. Well, if you think about it, so we all thought that the, the deep sea dragon was the menace that had driven the quaggan and the crate out of the out of the um, homelands, but yeah. it isn't. It isn't yep. that. So what is it? What is that darkness? And I'm I'm hoping they explore that. And I and so I I kind of feel bad for the Zaitan weapons. I, I I was hoping for more of that elder dragon menace from them. Yeah. Um, and 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 the, the the like the yeah like you said like when you unwield it rather than having the splash which is more like Aurene with her like prismatic aura you could have the, the the dragon heads like coming out of the ground and like like framing over either shoulder you know the the, the snapping heads that that would be great yeah. and I think if they're asking you to on top of a massive commitment of time and resources to craft an Aurene legendary to then ask you to commit a, a whole cornucopia of more resources to it. They need to give you something. But I've always, here's how I, how I look at the Aurene legendary weapons. They are an apology for the fact that in Heart of Thorns, they messed up their legendary pipeline and people were not getting the legendaries in the time frame and the, and the, the scale that they thought they were going to. Now, I think they were well worth the wait, the, the Generation 2. I really like them. I think they're lovely. A lot of them are, are heavily linked into story, and I, I and I was happy to wait. I wasn't bitching about that. But I feel like these Orin, the, the Orin legendaries are a, we're sorry, community, have these, and then have these variants as well, so that you know that we deliver on our promises and we know that we messed up in the past, but here, have this. Yeah. And I think they really need to take out the resources and just let people have the joy of the story of changing them into whatever look they want. Because if you have to do this for every single weapon that you craft, for every single variant, mm. it is going to be prohibitive 
for no other benefit other than I don't than know if you have to do the tickets for that, for the research notes yeah. for each one. I actually don't know that. I believe it's sure. 10k per. If it is, uh, then I'm going to actually get mad. That is, that is, that is what I had heard and the feedback that I no, saw, that it was God. 10k per, not 10k for the entire oh. cosmetic look. Don't tell me that. They'd have to come to my house and walk my dog for me for that. I mean, is that and maybe breakfast. For <laughs> that was they right. would have to go and do my grocery shopping and laundry. And like, this is the thing though, because this is the difference, no. right? If these legendaries had, like you were saying, right? Uh, just like you were saying, Fornax. If like, gosh, I don't know. You had the shield, and when when you had the shield on your back, like. Um, the two, like, two of the serpentine heads would, like, rise from it and, like, hover. And then when you took it off, they would kind of, like, compact, but you'd see their eyes sort of open up. If, like, they had had stuff like that, if they'd had really distinctive, unique things, then I probably would have been like, oh, okay, 10k each? Fine! But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, the, it's the difference here, right? Because I think the... This feels to me like... Obviously, they were designing with all of these different dragons in mind, and props to the artists, because really, I think these are beautiful weapons, and I actually really, I do like a lot of the work and the concept in this, right? But, like, I can't tell how much they designed these specifically for Orin as a template, and then kind of slap everybody else on top, or, you know, vice versa. So the difference yeah. to me is the difference in those notes. Like, if the Orin set looked this way, and it had a big goal, and you had to do a whole bunch of stuff, great. And then the other ones can just be kind of spin off, you know, yeah, sure, 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 sure. You might want different colors. You might want a different look. You might not want rainbow sparkles. You're wrong, but you might not want them. <laughs> so, like, fine. Then, you know, you unlock the other ones. Fine. But if, like, each one was its own distinctive iconic set, I'm like, all right, you're going to make me do a whole lot for each of the Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do want to say something. They all look amazing, and I've seen, like, the, the concept art for it, but I feel like they should definitely make it um make the cost for it be equal to what like i they just i feel like they shouldn't cost anything i feel they should just be like story and achievements and stuff like that but yeah i agree with you 100 percent. we are we are we are clearly correct and they need to change the cost yes let's not hold our breath though right maybe the the if they don't change it for this one let's, let's hope they change it for the future ones Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to end it there. I Thank think that's you. a good time. I think we've got. We've got. I started quite late, and we've already. I know it's later for peeps, and dinner is a thing, um, yeah. and like sleep as well for some people. That's true. Um, it's quarter past midnight here. Yeah. That's... When do you go to bed normally for next? I'm not telling you. That's private information. <laughs> <laughs> that is private information. <laughs> Wow. Fornax. Fornax, I've, I've had something I've actually always wanted to ask you. Oh, um, what time do you usually go to bed? What is your knee routine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was hoping I was hoping you would deny Jeb and then immediately be like, oh yeah, it's 1am, Rook. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I, I am, the, I am the least consistent person in... in so it depends... <laughs> It depends what I'm doing. It depends what uh -oh. I'm doing. Like I watched all of, I watched all of Stranger Things season, the new season, in a go. I just did not stop. Oh I was voracious. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're enjoying yourself. 
That's so yeah. good. Obi-Wan, not good. Not good. Not good. No, no, no. Don't say that. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Everyone. It's okay. sad. All right. No, no, sad. You, you and McGregor. Don't even say words now. You and McGregor How does dare his you? But there's only so much lipstick you can put on a pig. That's what How I'm going to say. How dare you? Sad. <laughs> All right. We're going. I feel like we really covered. I feel like we really covered Fine, everything. Fine. <laughs> Aw, congratulations for next. Thank you. Okay. Malcolmist, thank you very much for coming on. Tell us what you do, where you do it before we go, please. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me. No, it's been great having you. Thank you for coming on. Awesome guest. Tell us what you do, where you do it. Sorry, I did say that in there, didn't I? Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear it. Okay, okay was I was in maybe. That was in the like. I wasn't deprived, so. Yeah, it's okay. I'm I'm everything deprived right now, other than dumbass. Sorry. Continue. So, ask him again. Rick's like, I don't have tears anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Malcolmist over here, first podcast ever I'm done. Sorry. Just like hey, I had fun, I had fun, I loved it. Uh, I don't know anymore. It's the fifty-one. It's the fifty-first. It's the fifty-one episode. It's the fifty-first episode. Uh, <laughs> it's been many hours. Go to twitch.tv slash Malcolmist. Is it are any underscores there? Uh no, just 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 one word. Just one and word. her commissions are open. Her commissions are open. Yes. So yeah. Send the fuck money. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well yeah. get a commission first, but then yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I've made my I mean, maiden email for me. If and you stuff. wanted to, but if you want a commission, yeah, you can do that. Go to their channel. Yeah. When yeah. Stream yeah. Are you streaming yeah. tonight? I uh, should be. Um, it'll okay. be Sea of Thieves later. Ooh. What? Oh, there's, there's yeah. an expansion out thing, isn't you there? Can't I tell I you can't tell me you play Sea of Thieves. Jeb, are you coming? <laughs> Tonight. Ooh. No, we, we started playing. We started playing weekly like two weeks ago because I I found out that like. 10 people out of my community play so we all just yeah. got together on friday nights and started playing so yeah I'd, so I'd, i will join like yeah i would so totally be up for that i was actually <laughs> thinking about uh asking rook and some peeps to do that because i think it oh, would right. be hilarious that would be awesome yeah the uh oh, we do ours on fridays at midnight so wait wait wait, wait. what was the what was that from rook Nothing. Yes, I'll be there. <laughs> then you're coming. No, I, I was. It is. It is just a hilarious game. I'm a pirate legend in that, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of nice. No, it's start talking. Um, yeah, if, you guys, if, you play, if you guys play, let me know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That'd be hilarious. It's such It'd a funny awesome. game. It is. Also, yes, Commission Alchemist, amazing art. Get some art of it. Celebrate ten years of Guild Wars Two. Do it. <laughs> Rookery is next. Tell us what you do, where you do it, and five, Shelly. Oh. <clears throat> Hi, everybody. I'm Rookery. Was that good, Jabro? Did you feel like I answered all your questions? <laughs> um, 
There was one you didn't, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay, you can find me at Twitch, <laughs> um, twitch.tv, Rookery, R-O-O-K-U-R-I. You can also find me on YouTube, Rookery as well. End of Dragons playthrough is going up. I realize it is several months after End of Dragons came out, but this is the pace I release at, so please enjoy it. <laughs> please watch it, I beg you. <laughs> But there's also other videos and stuff there too, so enjoy. Um, And then on Twitter, it's also Rookery, but with an underscore. So uh, pretty much everywhere, Rookery, Discord included. Um, And yes, we love playing games. And I have to say this, because I'll be sad if I don't. Malcolmist, you have the cutest laugh ever. (laughs) I love your giggle. It brings me so much joy. It's so good. Um, And also, you're just going to make me blush. Oh, this is good. Or next, earlier, we were teasing you about sassing, but I also love your sass and I thrive off of it. So please never change. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too old too, so it's fine. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, that's It's true. Thank you very much, Ricky, for being here as well. Last but certainly not least, the sass master themselves. Uh, the Crichton Herald, please tell us what you do, where you do it, and also what time you get to bed. <laughs> tell us. So, tell us now. Oh my god. So I make content on uh, YouTube. I tweet a lot of stuff as well. Um, and I'm currently looking for a new D&D group. I've got one D&D group going and I'm looking for another one. I'm not super a... experience, but please DM me, okay? I'm looking oh for God. D&D. Possibly I'm... Lovecraftian. That's amazing. I want to play D&D with you. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I love D&D. Actually. Oh. Okay, this is not, no. I won't talk about it now. This is future plans. <laughs> this is future plans. This is, Are you teasing this... me? Super secret. Well... I had a plan a long time ago uh, about doing a Guild Wars 2 themed D&D campaign and stuff, but it would mean me learning how to do certain things. Uh, So Rido is going to teach me how to be a D&D master, or I'll just get them to do it. First of all, all, it's not a D&D master, it'd be a dungeon master. Well, I mean, mean, yeah, that's how, like, not if I think with things I am. That's that's I've played it like twice. I would love to do the things, but I've just never had time to get involved with it. So I'd like to. I think it would be D- cool to do it in the Guild Wars Two universe. Yeah. Okay. So D and D Beyond has a has a homebrew kit, that, so you can customize it. Um, a friend of mine, my, my one of my dungeon masters, Cubsicle Cubs, he he did a Final Fantasy themed dungeon, all about Uldar, which was absolutely baller. So yes. Did you say baller? Baller. That <laughs> sounds weird coming from you. Sorry, You're not sorry. American. It was, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was spiffing. It was top notch. It was baller, I say. <laughs> <laughs> baller. <laughs> it was the dog bollocks. So yeah. <laughs> Such a weird thing for you to like your character saying baller as well, and then the dog's bollocks was gold. Okay. Oh, like, oh. Okay, no. <laughs> Shit. My neighbors have had to hear me talk for four hours straight. I think I should end the stream. Um. Okay, that's it. D&D, hit me up. 
bye bye okay i like how like you it was like sell yourself and it was like also literally sell yourself if <laughs> like a new day game <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking for a bike everyone i i, I wanted to have 24 gears really good at uphill and also like you know good tread on those tires and the spare one if if that's possible great breaks great breaks okay i am prioritizing my mental health i need no to that's good i, I encourage you to do so um <laughs> also <laughs> i one last thing since we started it we have to end the episode with a happy pride everybody exactly. yes. happy pride everybody awesome <laughs> yes please remember it is pride month uh and uh, if it's something you don't agree with, whatever, then just shut up and enjoy it. <laughs> I don't care. Um... <laughs> Let's all be gay as fuck. Yay. Yeah. There. Okay. We will see you. I, I'm not 100% sure about next week because I do have graduation shenanigans all week. So we will see if it is going to be one. It will be a short one and it will have to be because I have to be somewhere at 5 but like we'll see um I'll like pay or just change the day I do crimes <laughs> what chat sorry I'll shut the fuck up sorry do you guys do crimes <laughs> oh okay have you never heard that that's the thing that's the saying yes do it or no wait don't get I'm caught conf- okay I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> confused no, no. by that statement I'm not I'm not entirely sure Goodbye. It's a bit of a rallying cry in the community. I actually don't know exactly where it started, but <laughs> uh, the library is good. Two podcasts. It's done. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Episode fifty-one. Thank you to our guests who are awesome. I have had a great time, and I missed this. Uh, I only I didn't have it for a week, and I'm very much missed it. I have laughed my ass off today. I'm tired. I'm ready to take a nap. Uh, but I'm gonna go Same. grocery shopping and stuff. Um, <laughs> so, because I need food. All right then. Bye. Bye, Rob. Gonna go and raid Bye. someone. Bye. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Also, oh yeah, Twitch.tv/jebryuni, jebryuni on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the things. Please support Only the channel. Fans. Massive. Yeah. Only knees, <laughs> knees. I have no ninnies. Um and uh yeah, appreciate it. If you want to support the podcast, um do it. Send money to all of these people for doing one of the things they do. Yes. All of them. Alright. Uh thanks. Just <laughs> <laughs> got tired for a second. This has been episode 51 of the Lightbringers podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for watching. It will be back in one week or at the very least in two weeks time see you soon bye bye